Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. Coming at you, oh, large and in charge, as D-Stat might say, from the basement, having a good old time. And we have some good football to get to, and certainly some unexpected things. But, man, I tell you what, we're going to come out of the gates. I think we have to go CFP. I think we have to go Clemson, Alabama. But before we do that, before we do that, let's go ahead and get him in here with his swanky new headphones. Look at all sharp. The one and only D stat. Who out did you make some money on that Clemson Alabama game or did you stay away? <laughs> oh, I sure did. I, I was I was uh lodging in charge on Clemson, baby. There you go. There you go. All right, you ready to hit your cue, man? Yes, sir. Alright, three ruin fun, buddy. Woo! 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 <laughs> Just out of curiosity, were there any like horror stories as far as betting on Alabama Clemson? Not from you, but like, did people just eat it? Did any like books or anybody just like really eat it on that one? I didn't really see a whole bunch floating around about that this time around. None that I read. I, I would assume, you know, on the whole, that that uh, books ate it because I would bet a lot of people. I bet uh, right, right. Clemson. But uh, none, none that I've read about. Obviously, no, no, certainly no, no bad beats either way. It was yeah. third well, the, thorough both there, ways. There was, a 20, bad, 20, 20, there was a bad beat down, maybe not a bad beat. a bad beat down. <laughs> uh, certainly 21 points after the first you know, five minutes of the game. I'd say the, the overbetters were feeling pretty good. They were. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, wild, wild, wild game. I think uh, Dabo, like, he went Devo. Look at that Clemson, man. <laughs> Whip it. Woo! Yeah. Nice little throwback for you. Throwback Tuesday. Forget Thursday. Ah! <laughs> anyway, uh, I, that's still, I'm still just blown away by what that game, by what that game was. And you know what? In honor of uh, Trevor Lawrence and obviously the Indianapolis Colts, we might as well bring Shannon into the classic. <laughs> Why not, man? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm mistaken. Uh oh, I'm mistaken. I'm I'm gonna miss. If we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna celebrate, you know, Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, I guess we might as well bring him in with his brethren. (laughs) 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 I mean, to be fair, he he sort of does look like a handsome brother. (laughs) To be fair, (laughs) to be fair, that is fantastic, dude. There's a throwback for you. What was that? Was that mid nineties, late nineties? Oh, as 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 we often say, if you had Hanson being played in none of the sports group, <laughs> I don't know. Take a shot. Chug happy drink. Play the drink, lottery. Drink. Take a shot at take a shot of Kool Aid, I guess. In honor of Alabama fans, drink some Kool Aid. Yeah, there you go. Oh my God. No, but Shannon, good good weekend for you. Obviously, the Colts hammering the Texans. I know the Texans closed the gap late, but that game didn't feel close. No, it just it felt like they just controlled the the pace the entire way, and yeah. the Texans just you know they went Plaxico and kept shooting themselves in the foot, and you know now we got a date with Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll certainly uh, you know die. You know. We'll dive into the wild card and the divisional at some point over the course of this evening for sure. But uh, like I said, I, I think we need to spend some time with Clemson and Alabama. Look, I, I and I know Randy wasn't real real high on the game, but and that's okay, man. Everybody's got their opinion about that stuff. That's cool. Like 
I got to tell you, from my perspective, I found that game phenomenally compelling for a lot of reasons. And I, you know, we had a lot of discussion in the sports you chat about it. And in part, I was just taken aback by just what that game in totality really the kind of beatdown that that was. Now, granted, out of the gate, it looked like we were going to be in for a barn burner and a shootout. It really did. Uh, didn't finish that way. No. Uh, but just, you know, if you want to put, a, you know, an exclamation point on the end of the season and leave no doubt about who you are, what, what you know, what your team is, that's what Clemson did. Mm. They dropped that. They beat the brakes off of Notre Dame. And you got to feel a little bit, you know, Notre Dame fans, not that they got to feel good about that whooping, but maybe they don't feel as bad now <laughs> that Clemson right. beat the crap out of Alabama. Uh, I mean, Lord knows, I, so many people gave so much grief to Notre Dame. And maybe this softens that just a little bit, maybe. But if you had if you had to describe that game in a, in a concise like phrase or sentence or word, what would you say that game was? That was all about red zone defense, man. I mean, Bama... I mean, it's not like they didn't drive the ball. They got over 400 yards of offense, mm-hmm. but 16 points to show for it. So, I mean, it's not like they were bottled up and couldn't do anything in three yards in a cloud of fart all night. I mean, <laughs> they were getting the ball up and down the field. It's just they, you know, they couldn't put it in. They did not go Virginia Tech, buddy. Nope. <laughs> they could not stick it in, man. They couldn't stick it they in. Didn't do and, it. I think they were talking about red zone efficiency. Like the mm-hmm. Clemson defense was the number one defense in red zone, like stops or anything like that mm-hmm. going into the game. And like the offense, well, I think red zone wise was top five. Of course, you know, four out of six trips on the Bama defense will do that for you. But man, that the red zone, they tightened up, man. They just, they would tighten up like Bama would get some yards, mm-hmm. get down the field and, you know, a little blitz here, blitz there. You know, God, who's the defensive coordinator? Mark, help me out here. I can, I can look it up for you. I mean, I know he's got the guy on the sideline who has to, like, hold him back, like, all the time. <laughs> Feisty. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that dude, he earned a pay raise. I, you know, when you look back at the weekend and you mix in the NFL and, obviously, Clemson, Alabama – the defensive coordinator in the scheme that the, the Chargers rolled out against the Ravens and then what Clemson did to Alabama, just masterful. Venables. Yes, Venables. Brent just, Venables. And what a great job. What a great yeah. job, you know, that they, they that's a, did. That's a masterpiece of the game. Yeah. And see, that's really how I look at it, you know, um, is, is that that was the absolute culmination of the, of the season. But – that was an abs. I mean, that was yeah. It was a beatdown, absolutely. But that was like appreciating the beauty of dominance. You know what I mean? In that moment, and you know, Alabama had some cracks at it. They and, and I, I gotta say, it's one of the few times I feel like I've seen a Saban team look that desperate that early on. Yeah, I mean, fourth down in the second quarter, and you go for it. I mean, just a, at your own thirty-five. Just a rarity. But I think that illustrates that they knew they were up against it. Now, you can second-guess a lot of things. I think all of us really hated that weird, you know, fourth and six fake field goal. That was just awful. 
Um, By the way, the the Colts fake punt from 2015 <laughs> called, and they thought that was bad. <laughs> Alabama said, "Hold hold my beer, y'all." Hmm. <laughs> 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 You know, Mark. Before we before we get too far away from it, I'll ask you the same thing. You know, kind of your your short, quick hit kind of reaction, concise, however you want to phrase it, whether it's a word or a sentence, man. Like, what what is it that if someone says, "What did that game mean to you?" Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say for me, ma- mastery. I mean, I just I just feel like Clemson uh, played as close to mistake free game as they they possibly could have. I don't mm-hmm. know what, where you can look to to, to knock them. And, and let's not forget that I mean, through the first you know quarter and a little ways in the second, I mean, I felt like I, I turned. I was watching the game with 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 Megan. I turned to her and said, "I don't like the feel of this if if Clemson allows it to be a back and forth game. Like they, yeah. they can't just keep on tra- trading scores at some points. Um, you know, Clemson's going to need to get some stops. And um, I mean, the fact that's um, they, obviously you know once they finally did, and I think when they when they held held Bama to the field goal, uh, that was huge. Um, but I mean, sixteen fourteen Alabama's lead, and they don't score again the rest of the game. I mean, again, I, I, for 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 and and we're not just taking you know pot shots at Randy. I'm sure there's other people who found it to be a snooze fest too. But for me personally, it was unbelievably compelling. It was just phenomenal coaching. Uh, Lawrence and 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 Gibbs are just ridiculous players who made some just unbelievable plays. Bama wasn't just rolling over. We can we can question some of the decisions, and 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 obviously they. I mean, you don't score any points after you know being up sixteen fourteen. You're not going to win the game. No. So so yes, they 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 didn't do what they needed to do. But I, I don't I don't look at it as just as though they they, they didn't just roll over. They were just being right. outplayed by, on on every every single aspect of the game. Um, and you know I. You know, it's it's for anybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of these people who doesn't like Alabama too much, and who is certainly rooting for Clemson. I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I also don't pretend like Saban is still a brilliant coach. Alabama's and Tua, they, they've got tons of talents. Of course, and, but that, that's kind of what what makes it so so masterful, so brilliant. That I mean, you know, again, it's it's not like Clemson was just beating up on some some scrub. These uh, Alabama I mean, deserved look, to be I, there. I know, there was, right, I, there was I, the right team to be there. I know it wasn't. It was no Clemson Syracuse. I understand that, <laughs> but <laughs> but hey, just just real quick, this this just for Randy though. This game did have the lowest rating since the t- 2012 title game. So sure. there you go. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people who are, who are tired of seeing the same matchup, and I, I get that, and I, I don't know how to fix that. That's well, number I, one, just, don't ha- don't have it out well, in California. Sure, that's it. <laughs> don't do that. Stop. <laughs> Well, it's going to be in New Orleans next year. So well, there you go. Uh, yeah, there's always a little bit of that pushback. I mean, this is Clemson, Alabama, Part Four. Um, but but guys, don't you want to see the two best teams regardless? Yes. Yeah, you exactly, do. absolutely. You so do. I, I, I've got no major qualms about it. I want to see a good football game. And and while I recognize <laughs> that the score, I understand some people want a close game. We we had a close game through you know a quarter and a half about, and and then and then Clemson took over. But, you know, it's still – it wasn't as though there wasn't, you know, amazing football being played. Um, and Bama trying to figure it out and trying to figure out ways to stop it. They just couldn't. I mean, they, they couldn't well, stop Etienne. They, they couldn't stop Gibbs, mm-hmm. Lawrence. I mean, think about the, that third and 14 um, in the first half where that was also – I mean, there, there, were, there were just – there were so many kind of game-changing plays that will always stick out in my brain. I thought it was an incredible game. I, I was fascinated. 
Well, I mean, Lawrence, you know, to your point, Mark, was 12, uh, 10 of 14 on third down. Oh, they, they were, oh, they were completely ridiculous on third down. Uh, you know what? I can find fault with Clemson, Mark. Number one, they went three and out to start the game. Come on. And they kept putting themselves in third and long. Who the hell does that? Who has time? Come on, Clemson. Fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> they tried their damnedest to go Clemsoning. Old school. <laughs> they tried. Uh, I, like but, I mean, I, I had I had good good money on Clemson. I was I was nervous after the first quarter. I mean, I, I really because again, I just I felt like it, it, I mean, Bama seemed like they could do whatever they wanted in the running game. We're moving the moving the ball with ease, um, and you know, Clemson was 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 keeping up. But it just felt like if it was going to be a back and forth game, if it, 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 that absolutely favored Alabama. And so, you, you know, the, one of the a couple of things that are funny about it is we're going to talk obviously quite a bit about Lawrence and Clemson's offense, right? But think about the statement that their defense really made because you look at the score and you go, man, it's stuck forty four on them. But to open up and give up some points early, obviously, you know, Clemson got the is it AJ Terrell. Um, yes, you know, jump the route and you know pick that thing off, ran it back forty-four yards for the touchdown. That was a great job reading, reading through a reading her out, and you know then Tua comes back with a deep strike, sixty-two yard bomb to Judy, I think, make it seven-seven. But you know, so you had some early fireworks, but Clemson's score, regardless, one of the real big components of this game is is just Clemson's damn defense and what they did to them. You know, getting huge stops throttling them down, putting them in tough positions, getting turnovers, um, and just tightening up, whether it's the red zone or, or just locking them down and keeping them out of the damn end zone. Now, I know, you know Alabama got aggressive late. Actually, they got kind of aggressive early, too. But, um, <laughs> you know, they, they had the, some strange things. But, you know, to me, this was really a game where, where Clemson, they were on point offensively, absolutely. But they were so on point defensively that it's like they, they completely got – you know, Alabama out of sorts. Yeah, the reason you know, they can beat uh, that way on defense is because their entire defensive line is first-round picks. Like, every single last one of their guys on the D-line is projected to be a first-round NFL pick. This is pick. just filthy. So they they could do what the Giants did to the Patriots a number of years ago where you only have to rush four, mm-hmm. and if they're passing, you can drop seven into coverage. I, I will ask you this. Do you think it was a strategic mistake from Alabama, did they get too pass happy, and they they should have like reverted to like some ball control? We're just going to grind you out. I honestly thought they could have gone Army Navy and like just ran the ball down their throats if they if they wanted to do that because like they they kept bringing in a running back for each series. Mm-hmm. I would say run the guy two or three times, bring in a fresh guy, run two or three times. I mean, they were getting they were gashing them. Now, you mix in a play action every now and then. I mean, you can't run them sure. every single down. But I thought they should have ran the ball more. And if they, if Clemson's scoring at that rate, that's when you go ball control, milk the clock, and you just, you're just you playing just to get 10 yards every three plays. Well, try to keep your defense uh, fresh and give them a chance to regroup if, they're, you know, if they get torched a couple times. Yeah, and I didn't realize how bad – well, I mean – Clemson makes, I should say it this way, Trevor Lawrence, as good as he is, makes the Alabama secondary look bad. Right. But, like, the, the their skill versus Clemson's skill on offense, it was a huge mismatch. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they, they keyed in on Renfro 
but like uh what's the kid's name um <laughs> which one ross ross and uh higgins man those guys yeah ross especially i mean well, how late. alabama lost that kid out of the state boy they're gonna be kicking themselves oh, for a long time me? on that one now oh. Because didn't didn't he, didn't he did he originally commit to Alabama? Was that the deal coming out of high school? Well, no, I think he. Everyone wanted him to go, but like he took a visit to Clemson, and uh-huh. he just loved everything about it. It was just because everybody, you're the best player in Alabama. Where are you going to go to college? Mm-hmm. Everybody expects you to go to Alabama, and you know I think he just he took his time with the recruitment. I I don't know. We can go look that up. But I just I heard Herb Street on the telecast, you know, going saying he liked the way Clemson did things, and you know he fell in love with the university. So that's well. Look, you know they got the the strong recruiting pitch, man. Hey, we got something to say. We got We on the West Coast. 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 This is Cleveland Farrell, but hey, a lot of y'all might understand this, but uh, if you want to cut in and recruits out there, if you want to come to a program where you got to worry about your coast. All up in the locker room, dancing, come to Death Valley. <laughs> come to Death Valley. I like that. But um, I mean, I mean, you've got those guys. Those guys could have gone pro last year after that game, yeah. and they all chose to come back. I mean, Christian Wilkins on the sideline. You see the there. tears on some of those guys' faces in the postgame? Oh man, because that's what they came back for. That's, mm-hmm. that, that was the goal. That's what they came back for was to play Alabama again and win a national title. And they did it, and they made – I mean, those guys on that defensive line made all the difference. I mean, in the red zone, they were getting after them um, all over the field, to be honest with you. But, I mean, that defensive line – I mean, Clemson's probably going to be hurting a little bit on defense next year, but – um, well, you know, you, know, you, don't, you don't do they'll, they'll have some the tears of a four or five star kid on the line at yeah. that point. So, well, it, you look at it this way. We've spent, you know, and really everybody has. We've talked about Alabama and their run of dominance and then being a college football dynasty. And, you know, right before our eyes, we essentially have a dynasty, you know, a, different, a whole different team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's really amazing to think about. And it, this is the one that to me really cemented it for Clemson. Really yeah. cemented it. Uh, but the thing is, you know, you think about just what those two guys represent, what those two programs represent in college fo- in the college football landscape right now. They're both masterful recruiters. Yeah. You know, so their pipelines are good. And for, you know, Clemson to essentially pilfer an Alabama guy, <laughs> that dude helps torch <laughs> Alabama, that's, a, that's cruel. And that by the way, cruel. Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, quarterbacks from Georgia. So they're getting into Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, Kirby Smart's got to be pulling his hair out at this point. Like, dang. I mean, he's got Fromm. He's, he doesn't have a bad kid. No. Um, but, I mean, to lose, lose Trevor Lawrence and, dude, that, I'm telling you, I think that kid is a better version of Peyton Manning. I think that, that's at this a, at this that's age, a, that's a bold statement, man. He, he's got a long way to go. Don't get me wrong, but early on, you know he he's got to stop. He's got to stop the uh, the the running stuff, though. You you got to be a pocket guy. Well, you just you have to be judicious. You, you know what yeah, I mean. He, you got to know you got to know when to get down, when to not take a hit. <laughs> Those just, shots he was taking at the end of the yeah. game, I was going, oh no, don't do that. No, well, 
one thing, he definitely he was willing to stand in the pocket, make a throw, and take a hit. Right. You know, there's no doubt about that. But his accuracy and just the calmness, I oh, mean, yeah. he was. He's like, whatever. Cool. It's good. I mean, what were some of the memes last night? Like, oh, it was there like were, Sunshine, there Sunshine so from many, Remember dude. the Titans, Hanson. Oh, you saw oh. plenty of hint. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's no shortage. If you look up Trevor Lawrence and like you know memes and lookalikes, I mean, people are dropping all kinds of rando references on that guy. I mean, he, he does have a very distinctive look. He does. You know, he has a very distinctive look. He's probably going to end up being well, a because he p- plays for a big program. If he ends up being what a lot of people think he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be supremely marketable, right? But I mean, people were like. You know, memeing him with, you know, saying he looks like Jar Jar Binks, saying he looks like <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Spicoli, um, yeah, yes, yeah, that one, Roger Waters, a young John Elway. I like this one. He, that somebody said he looks like the son of Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman, tall like Nicole and hair and the looks of Keith Urban. Uh, one of <laughs> one of my favorites was that they they made him blue and like he was in Avatar two. <laughs> <laughs> that that was pretty funny, but the Hanson one is the one I enjoyed the most because that one really cracked me up. They photoshopped him in. But... Uh, by the way, Dabo made the right move on making him starting quarterback. Of course he did. Of Just course barely. he did. Just barely. Nah. For, for those Total naysayers bum. out there, Total who, bum. You know <laughs> that that's why he made the move, guys. Yeah. He had what, like almost 700 yards and six touchdowns in the two playoff games. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but no interceptions. Ridiculous. Did, didn't um, I could swear I heard that he uh, also started as a freshman on his high school team. Yes. Instead of being and like JV. Started at the age of 14. Uh, I think he won three state ch- championships. How happy were the Clemson fans when in the post game they were like asking him how many championships he wants to win? And he's, he's like four. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. He may win you three. Yeah, be but a, he, he he win you four. That's gonna be a, a tall order. Well, if, if he even stays that long, but uh, classic BMOC man, absolutely big man on campus, dude. Uh, yeah, as oh, long as Lord. he stays humble and stays grounded, and you know, and stays healthy, stays healthy, dude, stays that's healthy because he he got a concussion in the Syracuse game. It almost cost him. Mm-hmm. The, the Clemson Tigers, their season there. But, yeah, I mean, just some of those read options. I, I If I'm Dabo, I'm doing a little less read option next year. I mean, it's good on a few plays, but, dude, if you got a quarterback that good, I mean, get the pocket yeah. presence up. You don't, you don't yeah. want to get that guy crushed. I mean, you've got That's good enough high. running backs. You've got – you're only losing Renfro on the receivers. Mm-hmm. That's all you're – like, that's literally all you're losing. Like, I mean, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, Ross and Higgins are just going to mm. just terrorize people next year. Uh, no, I mean, it's just, you think back to some of the big plays in that game. You had that one in the first quarter, uh, Lawrence bombing it out to Higgins on third and 14. I mean, that that was a big, they had so many big plays and chunk plays. I, it was yeah, a good I mean, read. Like, he reads the field. So, yeah. Sorry, cut you off. No, it's okay, man. He just reads the field so well. Like, he sees everything. And he was just the kid. I mean, I, I can't even call him a kid, but my gosh. Yeah. He just for a true freshman reads the field so well and saw all those openings. Like, you'll see some of these 
replays where they're like, oh, if he just looked over there, he would have seen it. Trevor Lawrence saw it. Well, the other thing is it's not it's not just he saw it, but he got the ball where it needed to go, and he put other people in, in great positions to have success. And there's always something to be said at the collegiate level. Look, I mean, quite frankly, sometimes you have big talent disparities or skill disparities. You know what I mean? And you'll see these teams that just you – know, somebody just makes these great plays and they eradicate people, right? And then they get to the next level and the windows are smaller. You know, things shift when you get to the NFL. We're not uh, there yet for him. But it's very easy to see why all day – I was listening to this stuff all day. Man, there was so much knob slobbing on Trevor Lawrence. It was ridiculous. Where would he go if he was in the NFL draft? Would he get picked first? Everybody was like, hell yeah, he get picked first. Yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah. You know, and I, I had a little bit of a discussion with one of my coworkers, and he was like, no, nobody's going to take him first. What are you talking about? I'm like, dude, dude what are do you, you kidding mean? Me? I'm like, are you? yeah, I was like, are you kidding me, dude? No wonder you're a Bills fan, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> um, I'm just teasing about that. But uh, <laughs> Every team like, yeah, but Kansas City would take no, him first. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, okay, there might be a few because they've they've got, you know, their guy. I mean, you're not going to draft, you're not going to expend the draft assets to to do that if you have Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, I'm telling you, I certainly believe a team would do the proverbial Ditka Ricky Williams trade to get up into the spot to get that guy. Are there some other people? Yeah, you know, maybe Haskins is really good. Maybe you know, I used to joke about tanking for two, and now I'm like, nah, man, losing losing for Lawrence. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know, you don't know what he's going to be, but the ceiling that just what he looks like he can be, how he handled the moment to do that as a true freshman, to have to make some of the throws that he made, the placement, the timing, the feel of it, um uh, being clutch. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that, but it's very easy to to think that he's going to continue to grow. He's going to add some muscle mass to that to his body. To. Um and I mean, he's 19. He's 19, dude. You know what I mean? That guy, as long as he keeps his head right and his ego right, uh, I'm not saying don't live it up, bro. Go ahead and live it up a little bit. It's all right. You earn that. But, you know, <laughs> there's there's ego, there's RG3 ego explosion level, which doesn't do you a lot of good. You know what I mean? Um, don't do that. So, But, I mean, that being said, that program, that coach – you know, who he seems to be paired with Dabo. I mean, it just looks like it's a really good pairing, a really good program, a really good pairing, and a good environment for him to grow in. You know what yeah. I mean? It's hard not to look at him and see why people are so tempted to project what he can be and what he can grow into. Uh, and this is not a knock against Tua. I mean, Lord knows last year when he came in and did what he did, tremendous, um, and he got tons of gloss and tons of love. And you do get some recency bias with it. Like, we're sports fans. We get it. We understand, but it, it's so easy um, to see why so much love. He got showered with a parade of football love for what he did. But you do you do have to obviously keep it in context. It's a great team, but they played a good team. It's not like they didn't play scrubs. Higgins yeah. was phenomenal. Um, Etn was phenomenal, and some of those late, some of those late throws with Justin Ross, man, who made that ridiculous. I think it was. I think oh. it was till the third quarter. Made that ridiculous one-handed bobble catch, and then followed that up with another completely filthy one-handed, one-handed catch on the sideline. It's just ridiculous, <clears throat> you know. And of course, and he's a true freshman as well. Yeah, I mean, just filthy. It's just, just filthy. And but again, the, you know, 
it's not just the offense, man. I, I, part of what makes this so compelling, think about as that game goes on, you know, it's the fourth quarter and Clemson is, is just rocking this badass goal line stand, man. I mean, Alabama yeah. was at the one and couldn't get yeah. it in. And I think by the time they took Tua down on fourth down, they were at the nine. They're, they had, they're at the one-yard line in the fourth quarter, down 44-16, to 16, and Clemson backs them the hell up. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Justin, that was an opportunity. Are you saying they backed that ass up? I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I really wasn't, but you know what? Sorry, dude. I think... I think that's a good call. There you go. <laughs> Coach in the locker room at Death Valley dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You a Todd motherfucker once you back that ass up. <laughs> yeah, man. Roll, roll Todd motherfucker once you back that ass up. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a crapper, not a rapper. What you want, man? Side note: When I said I was, side note: When I said I was taking the under, I meant that I was taking Alabama to be underwhelming. That's what I really meant. <laughs> I was gonna say, didn't we? We called both you and I called Clemson on the podcast last yes. week. Yes, Al- Al- yeah, yeah. Randy took Alabama, um, but he was doing it because that weird trend with New England. Um, but both you and I took, you know, both you and I took Clemson. And Mark, we didn't know what you did in the context of the podcast, but obviously, if you, if you put money on Clemson, that was your deal too. Uh, sure. but, but just I shoot. Go ahead. Can, can I? Can I? Can I go football? But off topic, real quick. One thing for Shannon that I yeah. want to make sure I don't forget. Sure. Just pop my pop my head. You're asking about bad beats earlier. Uh, I had none or not, nothing crazy for the Bama game, but uh, my brother told me I try to listen to Bill Simmons. I don't all the time, but he told me that it, he was listening to one after the divisional rounds or excuse me the, the wildcard rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cousin Sal was furious, and I, and I would be too. He had a huge bet on Clemson or excuse me, not Clemson. Sorry, uh, the Colts team total over twenty point five points. Oh now, if you wow. remember. They were at 18, like, by the end of the first quarter, right? Or close to it. And then they didn't score the rest of the game. Are you talking about the Colts? Yeah, the Colts. Col- the Colts had 21. Was it a different total? Maybe it was, a tw- maybe it was over 20. Okay, it was over 21 and a half. Sorry. Ah, okay. They just needed to score, score one more score. A field goal <laughs> or something. Like bagel, bagels the rest of the game. He was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, they didn't have – I mean, they could have scored if they wanted to, but – sure. At, I mean, I think they were content with milking clock and just forcing Houston to punt. And wow. by the way, that that touchdown for Houston was BS. That was a fumble out of the end zone. So, so yeah, yeah, that's our resident Colts fan. I would expect nothing <laughs> less from you. <laughs> oh. But you know, the NFL needed the ratings to uh, be good, so you know, touchdown well. stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at that point, it really mattered. Um, that's why they stuck the Texans and the Colts in the, the first game Saturday fart slot. Yeah, that's fart what it's, it's, it's the same thing this week. It's like I get to watch the game, and then I'm going to head up to Schmoya's 40th. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yes, sir. I know. Oh, my God. We're, so, getting, we're getting old, man. <laughs> nah, it's just yourself. a number. It's just a mindset. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, speak, for your, speak for yourself. I know. Hey, that. Hey, it's all good, man. You're already taking naps. I don't want to hear any crap from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, I tell you what, one of the most interesting quotes I heard. Speaking of uh, Trevor Lawrence, I thought this one was was absolutely fantastic. Taj Boyd was talking about Trevor Lawrence, and I think I got this from Bruce Feldman. Uh, on his Twitter account, and he said, "quote Michael Phelps was literally born to swim." And again, he's he's talking about Lawrence, but he's giving a, an example here. Michael Phelps was literally born to swim. The kid got webbed feet, the whole thing, short trunk, tall torso. He's built for it. Whatever Michael Phelps is to swimming, Trevor Lawrence is to throwing a football. Yep. Yeah. And what a line. Yeah. You know. He's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that on. I mean, it, it's early. It's early, but still phenomenal. Uh, random side note, just out of curiosity for both of you, um, given the way that the CFP played out this year, and uh, we clearly got the two best teams, is this in fact an argument against playoff expansion? It is. It is. I mean, we for the last four years, I mean, you've known it's going to be Bama Clemson in three of those years they met in the final. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Notre Dame getting that ass whooped. And Oklahoma kept it fairly close, but they you knew they weren't going to win because no. of their defense. No. I would have liked to see what Georgia could do against Clemson. That would have been, it w- that would have been compelling. Absolutely. It would have been compelling TV. I think from – if Kirby Smart would just get out of his own way sometimes. Like, but I think Georgia clearly is getting good talent. They're getting five stars, yeah. four stars. I, I would have liked to have seen Georgia in that playoff. I would have liked to have seen a Georgia Alabama rematch, to be honest with you, because I, 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 they blew it. I mean, that's. Well, right. I mean, you can make an argument that essentially when we've talked about a six team or an eight team, I still kind of like the six team idea where one and two. I, I could go six. I, I, I kind of like I could eight, live eight's with. tough. Six, I think, rewards your top two teams and gives you at least a, a little <laughs> opening for somebody else. Maybe they had a bad loss early. You know, because college football can be so unforgiving. Because I would have liked bad Georgia and Ohio State to be in that playoff. That been, I mean, that there's your fun. six right there. Yeah, that would have been great, right? That would have been great. Get Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then Georgia, um, Oklahoma. Oh. Rematch of the uh, semifinal from last year. When I got to work today, some dude was like, see, if Ohio State had been there, it would have been a better game. <laughs> I just laughed. No, no, no. Oh, I don't know no. about that, but... You know, no. but I mean, that's one of the things no, with college football. Not this fo- year. It, it's one of the things that leaves so much speculation out there. You know what I mean with, with with college football. But all that being said, I still I still like the six. Eight, maybe eight is is really too many. Six I, I still think would be pretty great. But on some level, you know, I mean, we clearly got the best two teams. So correct. You know what is expand what is expanding the four really going to accomplish for us? Look, UCF's had a hell of a run. They weren't they weren't doing anything against those two teams, man. There's nah, no there's no way, bro. No, uh, no. You know, I mean, I think Clemson. I think Clemson just. I don't know that there's a team in this country that could have dealt that could have dealt with what Clemson did. I, I I just I don't after watching that, and I know that you know I know that Dabo, no other team I, has that D line, man. I, I mean that you're talking all those guys will be on Sundays and. When you can just say, hey, we'll rush four and drop seven if we have to, I mean, 
the playbook is wide open defensively on blitzes and coverages. I mean, it's amazing if you have a great defensive line that can get to the quarterback Look, and put pressure. It's you true know. in college. It's true in the NFL. Yep. And I got I got this I got this on loop for ten minutes, and you could have played this the whole second half of that game. I mean, you could have played that nonstop in that one, man. <laughs> like nonstop, dude. Oh Lord. Uh, and it's but, not like Alabama was bad. No. The closest no, game they no. had was against Oklahoma. Well, well like, Georgia. Sorry, Georgia. Georgia and Oklahoma were the cl- two closest games. But, I mean, still. Side note, how much drinking do you think that Alabama – I think it was a lady that ran onto the field. How much drinking did she have to do to get saucy enough in that game to run onto the field and get dragged off? <laughs> so dumb, man. One tequila, so two tequila, three tequila floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much, man. Too much. One, it, one you, Go ahead. Did you think she when she entered that stadium, she was like bang, bang? <laughs> well, she may, it, may not have been like bang, bang in, but she was definitely like bang, bang out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, sorry, lady. Sorry, lady. Yeah, I appreciate that. That don't impress me. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. No deal. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up on a Shania Twain kick. I don't know how that happened. It's like one of the weirdest recent additions to the sports group. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, uh, goodness. That's okay. Uh, one, another thing I thought was pretty funny, and uh, you know this happens all over the place. You know, they, they always print the shirts, and they print the hats, and they do all that stuff um, oh, yeah. to get ready for things. Uh, let, me see if I can, let me see if I can pull this up real quick, because this, this is great, and obviously very fitting and very stupid. But after the game, uh, somebody was listening to the radio <laughs> Uh, down here, and down in, uh, down here, down in Birmingham, Alabama, and this was the ad they heard. Landry Roberts coming to you once again from Academy Sports and Outdoors, John Hawkins Parkway in Hoover. Many Bama fans coming through, getting all of their title apparel. What a great win over Clemson for the Crimson Tide, the sixth title in ten years. Truly amazing. Title number seven for Nick Saban. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid not, friends. <laughs> As an official sponsor of the Alabama Crimson Tide, we're excited to celebrate this incredible victory in this season with you. Come by your local academy store. Womp, womp. womp Oops. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. No, no deal. No, no deal, man. Come no on, deal. y'all. Come on. That's just pitiful. At least get that. How? Right. Yeah. How? Get that crap right. <laughs> oh, because I mean, look, Alabama man, y'all know. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. <laughs> Those are the betters. I said, I said in the sports group chat, my my favorite thing, and I, and I, I mean it because I mean we we've all dealt with salty friends over salty results. Was my you know. Cl- 
closest, you know, Bama loving friend who's mm-hmm. an alum and hardcore Bama fan. All she was doing was was you know kind of not not laughing it off. She was upset, but she was sharing you know Bama you know defeated memes and and things like that. She was she was taking her lumps. She was like, you know, I, I know they they it wasn't close. It wasn't pretty. They got destroyed. So just got to take it. You just served that one up on a TD stat. She may have been laughing it off, but was she shaking it off? Oh my God, MacGuffin! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Keeping you on oh, your you toes, know, Captain. You know what's funny is I don't even have that song queued up. Oh no! <laughs> but he has Shania Twain queued up. But he's on, got Shania Twain. Have we retired Taylor Swift? Come on, man. <laughs> well, sometimes I need different eye candy. I mean, what do you want, man? <laughs> there you go. There you go, MacGuffin. These that woohoo! Anyway, oh Mark, woo! I know we're getting close to uh, mm-hmm. rip record for you, but yes, sir. My favorite bad beat from the weekend <laughs> came from the Seahawks Cowboys game. <laughs> uh, Seattle led twenty-four to fourteen, or excuse me, Dallas led twenty-four to fourteen, and Dallas was minus two and a half on a lot of places. And Seattle, you know, gets the long pass the locket, ends up getting the touchdown and the two-point conversion with less than a minute left. And those who had Dallas, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, and it entirely would not have happened if they still if they had Janikowski. But because they didn't have Janikowski, they were going for two. They, were, they weren't taking any kicks. Uh, that's 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 a cruel one. You don't think you, never, don't, you don't think they would have you don't think it would have gone for two there, even if they had Seabass <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's a, that's a, a crazy beat that uh, you, you can't really uh, make up. <laughs> you know, side note, you know what I'd forgotten about? Is that at one point, Sebastian Janikowski attempted a 76-yard field goal. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, somewhere, I've, you know, it's a shame he... Uh, you know, he went out. I, I forget what the distance was on that kick. I mean, it was long. It was not crazy long. But I mean, he is what? I mean, he's in his forties, right? I mean, I feel like he's been. Yeah. In the, I feel like he's been in the league since I was in high school. <laughs> um, and it was. I mean, he was the first round pick in what? Oh, same draft as Brady, I think. A long time ago, man. <laughs> I was thinking of it, you know, because he and uh, didn't he and Le- Leckler come in at the same time, or around the I, same time? I think so. Is, Le- is Leckler still putting anywhere? I'm crazy. He got cut. <clears throat> yeah. uh, allegedly, he kicked an 82-yard field goal in practice. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. He learned I'd to like kick. To see a clip of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, well, he's old enough that uh, you know it's not like they could Instagram that thing. There's no footage. It is said Seabass learned to kick by kicking beer cans through truck windows. Now I believe that. Now that that sounds appropriate. That I absolutely believe. <laughs> yeah, but he he did attempt a 76 one. Yeah, who was that against? Hold on, I got, I, I got to pull it up because I got to remember who, who they tried that against. Sebastian Janikowski's impossible seventy-six yard field goal attempt. Oh come on, you don't have the team. Janikowski is the Rex Grossman of kickers. Come on, man. He's better than that. That's not even nice. I dis I disagree strongly with that statement. He and Tom Brady were in the same draft. Janikowski was taken in the first round. 
Tom Brady pick 199. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I don't see who he did it against. In 2008, Raiders kicker Sebastian Janikowski attempted a 76-yard field goal to end the half. The longest field goal attempt in NFL history by far. It's funny, I don't, I don't see who that was against. That's okay, whatever. That's still pretty wild. Can you imagine if you could if you could boot through seventy yard field goals? Oh my god, man! Anyway, yeah. it's, it's it's a shame he uh, you knew you you watched him and I, at first I was like, oh, is he faking that because he whiffed on the kick? But I was like, nah, <laughs> no, he needs some beer therapy to heal on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, that was the uh, yeah, that was the hammy there. That's that's brutal. Honestly, I was feeling pretty good when I when I stuck in the pick and when I stuck sixteen on the Colts and I got that one and then the Seahawks <laughs> let me down. They did. I actually ended up changing that one to four because I was not sure if Dallas's defense would rise to the occasion or not. That's the only one I lost. Yeah, only only but, one I lost. Our, our, we had different points, bro. I think. Did you have sixteen on Philadelphia? I did. Man, old. I did. And that that worked out way better than fourth and six for Saban. You know what I'm saying? That was pretty good. I, I put 16 oh. on Philly and rooted for Chicago in the game. How Side about note, that? Side note, Mark, how ridiculous would it be for all the garbage crap that we dealt with with the NFC East if the NFC Championship game ended up being the damn Cowboys and the Eagles? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine after all the grief we gave the division this year? If it goes that way, and I'm telling you, I think the Cowboys have a good chance against the Rams, man. I really, I I really do. I think they have a really good chance. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I, I, they have a good shot, man. Because you know that that uh, Cowboys fan base, they don't even need to travel. They're just everywhere, Um, and they're particularly everywhere when the Cowboys are good. They're extra everywhere, especially Uh, Los Angeles. Especially, yeah. You know, I mean that that thing might be nearly as uh, blue as FedEx was green for the Eagles the other week. No, it's probably not going to be that that bad. But I think there's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans in the stands, man. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I like their sh- I like their chances. But yeah, I know we're getting close to wrap up for you. So I guess out of curiosity, a couple of things, so we can uh, you know shut you down and get you out of here, get you some rest. Uh, any kind of final thoughts on Lawrence, Clemson, Alabama, and then we'll, you know, reactions to Wild Card Weekend. And if you want to make your picks for uh, the divisional round, man. Sure. Uh, so quick, quick hitters on all of them. I, I feel like pretty, pretty much uh, said everything uh, uh, wanted to about uh, Clemson. Uh, just, okay. just phenomenal performance, and and, and you know, Lawrence can be super excited to see what he do next. A lot of great webs around there. Aaron, just, just, just. I'm a huge, huge fan of Dabo, and 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 just, you know, mastery. I think just really kind of sums it up great for me. They they just put on a massive performance all four quarters, um, and and they earned it. I mean, again, it's crazy to think that Bama was up 16-14, little ways in the second, and then shut out the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy impressive. So, uh, huge kudos on that. Uh, uh, wild card weekend didn't go the way I wanted to. Um, I'd say my crazy quick thoughts are um, major disappointed in the Texans. Really was expecting better out of them. Uh, my and I, I, my heart, I wanted Texans. Head, I thought Colts were going to win it, but I, I expected a good game. And and barring you know Watson trying to do it all himself for a short stretch in the fourth, I mean, and I, I didn't. I actually didn't didn't even catch the whole game, but. 
Jets. Um, they just looked embarrassing. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Dude. I don't know what they need to do to fix it up, but uh, that was just embarrassing. Even McNabb thought he was bouncing balls on the ground, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was that yeah. was a McNabbian effort, bro. And I yeah. like I like Watson, but there was some fugly throws going on, man. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, Seattle, Dallas, and, and I mean, I know y'all y'all get into these a little, little deeper. So I'm just we'll talk more about them, Bucketer, but I. I was mainly frustrated that I just felt like Seattle was just being way too way too basic with their play calling. I've never been a Carroll fan, but just continuously running the ball when it just was not working and just Dude, doing that stupid, you know, first second down, we're going to run the ball. For them. They could throw <laughs> the ball on them. It's just baffling. And so every single time you're at third and long, which is exactly what Dallas wants, Wilson is so much better than that. What are you doing? This isn't working. It's just, just mind-numbing. Um, so that that just infuriated me. I mean, it, it was a compelling game in Clinton, and mm-hmm. at least for being being close. Uh, and I, I'm not going to take anything from Dallas. They, they they did what they needed to win, but but yeah, just stupid stupid play calling uh, to me was really the downfall of Seattle. Um, uh, once again, both both days really the first first games of both days were pretty pretty lame. Um, I, only thing I can say about the Ravens is I don't see how you don't throw Flacco in there just 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 to see at some point. I mean. Uh, Jackson, Jackson, I recognize you. It's, it's, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm not doubting that it's a challenging decision to make. Uh, but I mean, what he had, you know, six passing yards. Uh, oh, through, he was, you know, awful early in the game. Yeah, I mean, awful. It, it, it yeah. just, just, just wasn't going anywhere. The, the, the good job on Jackson. He's got some, some super impressive, you know, skills. Uh, you know, with his legs, but he, he's, you know, just when it's just not working and your season's on the line. I don't see why you don't at least just 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 try something, try something different. Dude, I agree with you, man. Yeah, and, and I'm, you with, know, you. I'm and, with you. I'm with you. And I, I, the end, the very end of the game, it shifted the narrative at least a little bit. But at the same token, usually at the end of a game with a team up, man, they soften up. You know what I mean? A little bit. You might give up stats and yards and whatever. But, they did. They uh, they softened he, up, man. He, they he, went prevent. Yeah, I mean, he made some nice plays at the end, and I'm sure. I'm not trying to bag on the dude, but. The only way he's going to take his game to the next level is you, you got to be able to pass for more. What, what was it? Six yards and a half? I forget. We'll we'll obviously circle back yeah. to it. But I mean, it was it was a dumpster fire, man. That was a yeah. dumpster fire, and uh, we joked around about it when we recorded the other week. But it was like, you know, why wouldn't they bring Flacco in? Yeah, and you know, a lot of people thought, and I read a lot of articles about them booing some players got pissed because they thought the people were booing Jackson. And, you know, I I read different fan reactions, and they said, we weren't booing Jackson. We were booing their decision to not put in Flacco because it was, you know, I mean, what the offense was was worthless, you know. And whether or not that's true, I guess maybe some people did boo Jackson, but I could certainly understand booing the sideline and booing them for not putting in Flacco, who, by the way, super-duper clap. Not that I'm a big Flacco fan. I'm not. He he did have one of the most impressive playoff runs you will ever see anybody. I don't know how, however long you live, he had one of the best playoff runs by a quarterback you will ever see. Period. And he's got a song here on the sports. Group. He does, and he's and he wears Sex Panther, so I mean, he's doing all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it's amazing to me that you know if the organization says he's the best quarterback we've ever had. I don't know if they're just scared of him getting hurt or scared of impacting his trade value, whatever it is. They just want to show their commitment to Lamar Jackson. Man, that's cool. Do the playoffs, man. I mean, once you're done, man, you're home, bro. That's it. 
And uh, I, I would have, I think I would have been booing in the stadium too. Um, again, I don't know. Maybe you can say, hey, man, you know, they closed the gap. Lamar Jackson, the offense, they closed the gap. Crabtree had some great catches. And, you know, maybe Flacco doesn't do that. Who knows? I thought, but I thought the I mean, but, game. Sorry. But, no, I was going to say, but Lamar Jackson did fumble the last. I mean, that was the end of it. Yeah. Ball security, passing problems, and turnovers. I mean, you know, his, his skills running are, are fantastic. And he, God bless, that dude is fast. Good God. But you still have to be able to, if you're going to, particularly once teams have seen you and once teams know how to take your strengths away, got to adjust. You got to be able to throw the damn ball, dude. Yeah. You know, I I like them, but you got to be able to throw the ball. So I'll be curious to see how much growth he has as a passer from this year to next. I like him, but. You you either better dominate the hell out of T.O.P. and just lock people down because if, if that's how it's going to be, if somebody drops a couple of points on them and gets up, man, they're screwed. Yeah. yeah. They're screwed. Uh, uh, I thought it was pretty telling in the uh, post game when Harbaugh was just like, you know, you know, uh, Lamar is our quarterback now and we've moved on and we're going to stick with Lamar and, you know, I was texting with Randy during the game and we were sitting there like, why haven't they put Flacco in? And I, you know, I guess as an organization at this point, it's we're going with Lamar. We're going to sink and swim with them. So, I I mean, mean, I guess you can make the argument. They wouldn't have been the playoffs without him. I get it, but you can't, um, I, I would have liked to have seen the offensive coordinator, put him in better spots. And that's, that's fair commentary too. Better play calling, you know, a little bit more aggressive to start the second half. Because if you're down 12 zip and the running game is uh, non-existent, then, you know, like Michael Jackson said in the man to mirror, you got to make a change, you know. (laughs) You know, you got to make a change. So um, Nice. I heard that today on the radio, so that's that's where that came from. Nice throwback. But, yeah, just as a coaching staff, you got to – just say, look, we got to throw out the game plan and come up with something on the run here because uh, they were what playing three safeties on the field at a time. Well, they had seven DBs in, dude. I, I mean, still, I still think, and this is what we joked around about in the podcast is, you know, because early in the season they'd bring in Lamar Jackson for a little bit here and there to mess with people. I don't understand why they didn't just say Lamar Jackson is still going to be the main dude, but maybe every once in a while we bring in Flacco. Yeah, for it, a drop and, back. And once you see what their game plan is, why not give them a series just for giggles? And you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It, it's it's strange. But I guess yeah. once they committed to it, they committed to it. That was that. So, you know, there's obviously no question of the direction that they're going. Um, we'll see how it pans out. And uh, I don't know, man. Gutsy. I, I, but if I, I, I was, if I was a fan, I'd have been booing too, bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I just – I think as a fan, you feel cheated because – you're there spending. You know it's not cheap to buy a playoff ticket. I mean, you know you you're spending at least two hundred bucks, and you want your team least. to put out the best possible product. Unless you go into the CFP out at Levi, didn't spend that. But uh, yeah, well, on the plane ticket, good <laughs> lord. I, look, if you're going to tell me that Flacco was the best quarterback that your organization in the history of your team in the history of your organization, <laughs> aren't you doing him a disservice by saying, you know what, no matter what happens in this game. Nope. I don't know. I, it, classy, it, Flacco totally took the high road. Kudos to him. He handled that with a lot of grace. 
Uh, I, I don't know what his next stop will be. I, I mean, who knows if, how good it'll be. But he handled that really well. So kudos kudos to him for that. He did. Kudos to him uh, for that. Anyway, uh, yeah, I know, Mark, we got to get you out. So let's uh, sure, sure. Um, go ahead. Roll back one one game just for one last thought. I mentioned that um, Doug Baldwin is the like most underrated beast in the NFL in terms of receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. he, just, he just absolutely is. That that sideline catch he made late, um, just just filthy, and and um, I, I yeah, just felt like he, he needed some uh, kudos on that. Rolling back forward, uh, final game of the weekend, certainly the most compelling game. Honestly, I'll let y'all do most of that. My heart's my heart's still broken. I, I want to see the Eagles booted so bad, and <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think my only frustration, maybe I'm being nitpicky, but I still feel like uh, I want to say it was about like. Five or six minutes, remember six six minutes left in the game mm-hmm. when when the Bears had the ball and they were up four and you know six maybe six and a half minutes and they just once again go into the mode that I just can't stand where you're you're only up one score not even a full score stop playing not to lose play to win have a little aggression you go into that just you know basic ass you know run the ball is going to get stuffed every time do nothing to take clock off and you know punt it back immediately and then that's when the Eagles get their final drive. Take the league back, and then we all know we all know about double dong. So, well, you know, um, in the sports room, we've had double dong, and now we also <laughs> have. We also I was have, hoping you bring that up. <laughs> we also, well, double dong brought that up too, friend. Uh, anyway, uh, twice. <laughs> cover, so, cover to cover. Um, <laughs> so I, I think you know, it makes sense. I think maybe I'll let you. Uh, y'all yeah. uh, wrap up with uh, more thoughts on all those games, but um, maybe just a quick, quick, uh, call, call my, your, my quick uh, picks shots. for divisional. Yeah, um, definitely we got you know as as usually should be uh, a lot a lot of good game games on tap for divisional. Did, didn't get the best you know wildcard weekend. Kind of two two close games, two two pretty stick games for uh, wildcard, but um, Colts Chiefs. Uh, we all know how big a fan I've been of the Chiefs all season. Uh, I certainly, um, I don't think the Colts are just going to roll over and get you know knocked around. But uh, I'm hard pressed to see them being able to quite keep up um, personally. So I'm going to take the Chiefs, but it's going to be a close game. It's a yeah, five five point yeah. line, which sounds about about right to me. Uh, if I were 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 we're going to put money on anything, I would put Chiefs. You know, with you know, minus five. Uh, I think I think they win by a touchdown, but not not more than that. So it's it's it's, it's it should be a close one. Um, hey, just just remember, hey, t- just remember, you play to cover the spread. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. In my in my world, um, <laughs> uh, Cowboys Rams uh, Rams are seven point favorites. Yeah, I hate to. I'm, I'm kind of with you that I think that Cowboys could be dangerous in this game. Um, uh, I still mean to take the Rams to win and certainly want them to win, but mm-hmm. yeah, betting-wise, I'd go over the Cowboys. I feel like it could be a really close come down to you know final field goal or something like that, and the Cowboys could absolutely pull the upset. Uh, I wish I felt more, more strongly, uh, but this Cowboys defense certainly has proven it's really legit, you know, since, especially since the latter part of the season. And um, I, I certainly don't think they're going to shut down the Rams. I don't think too many teams can shut down the Rams. But keep them Chicago from, you know. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. 
But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Rams in a close one there. Uh, Chargers four-point underdogs against the Patriots. Uh, I think that's a great line, uh, as as I pretty much always do. I'm uh, going anti-Patriots. No. Uh, char- char- <laughs> shocking. <laughs> no. Uh, shock, shocking, pun intended. I don't believe um, it. <laughs> but, listen, char- 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 but honestly, I-, I swear to it, Chargers both heart and head. I honestly, I really like this Chargers team. Um, I really have come to to, to, to to believe in them. I think Rivers is, pl- is actually playing some great ball, better than usual in terms of nuts. I feel like he's he's always putting up good numbers, but would always find a way to rip Rivers out the game and screw something up in the end. But I, I, right now, I think they're they're pretty well on point, both sides of the ball. And so I'm gonna take the Chargers to, to steal it by uh, by yeah by three. Wow! And um, a close one. And then finally. Uh, Eagles Saints. Uh, we got the uh, Eagles as eight point underdogs. Um, I think the Eagles Magic's got to die out here. I uh, I feel like this this might be a blowout of the, the weekend. I'm just gonna believe that the Saints are gonna put it all together. And you know the Eagles didn't really impress me all that much against the Bears. They did what they needed to do, and Foles came out in the end. But throughout the game, I just wasn't that impressed personally. Maybe I'm being unfair, but uh, I'm going to say this. The you same went team. Shania Twain. <laughs> don't impress me much. <laughs> I sure don't. So, so I'm, 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 taking this, I'm taking the Saints by 10. Oh. All right. Well, we'll see if Philip Rivers can expand his brood and push it push it through just for you. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, man. Hell yeah. He uh, is the anti-Alabama. He does like to stick it in the end zone. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh my Nine God. kids later. Hey. And uh, I, guess, I, I guess, Mark, I did want to play one audio clip for you. Uh, and this was obviously for Cody Parkey, who, uh, you know, I, I sent E, one of our friends is, is a monstrous Bears fan. He's from Rockford, if I remember, um, yes. and uh, near Chicago. And so he's like Chicago everything. But, uh, you know, I waited about an hour and a half. <laughs> I sent him a text. And I was like, dude, much football empathy. Because that that's a gut-wrenching way to lose. It's that's awesome. a gut wrenching that, that's, that's your that's your team. I'm heartbreaking. It made, yeah. made me think of the 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 Sean Jackson uh, punt return against the Giants. I mean that kind of stuff. I mean that's there's yeah. Uh, but to, to to make the first one and then you get the timeout thing and then and then to miss it. I know I know there's some fingertips on it, which in the heat of the moment people didn't realize that, that the Eagles got a hand on it. So it made it. I don't know. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I mean, he still misses it. Um, it, it was just brutal, and you can make an argument about maybe they mismanaged the clock, maybe they should have spiked it, save a timeout, try to get another couple of yards. But you can do all that stuff. But really, an NFL kicker, forty-three yards, you got you that, gotta, that's got to be automatic. You you got to be hitting those, and it's also fair to say, well, you know, he outscored the Bears' offense. You know, he scored nine. The rest of them got six. I mean, you know, you, you can say that. Granted, it's not like he was kicking seventy-six-yard field goals. I mean, they didn't move down the field for him, right? <laughs> so it works in tandem with the offense. But uh, at least. At least, I didn't hear anybody go like this guy, and this is the one I got to play. I don't know if you've heard it. I don't know if you've heard it, but this is a dude walking out of that stadium, man, just railing on Cody Parkey, just railing on this guy. Eight million, ten million, twenty-five million. I don't know how much fucking Cody Parkey's getting fucking paid, but that little fucking cocksucker from South Florida can't make a goddamn. Fucking kick for his fucking life! 
I mean, how much fucking money we got to pay this fucking cocksucker? How much fucking opportunity do you fucking need? How many fucking missed kicks is Cody Parkey gonna fucking hit this year? Eleven! Eleven! That's how many! Eleven! Fuck you, Cody! Fuck you! That dude was hot and bothered, man. All I, was, I would I would hate to be the dude that goes viral for a video like that. That lives forever on the internet. That lives should've, forever on the internet. Should should have met up later with the the door destroyer and uh, yeah, helped us destroy that door. <laughs> Jesus, that one guy busts up. The, you always have fake fan destruction ones. Like uh, every once in a while, you'll see somebody like flipping a TV, but you're like. That TV looks like it's from 2003. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, You're right, like, yeah, right. you got that on Craigslist for like 20 bucks, or it was free for pickup, and you went and got it, and you blew it up. Uh, but that right. that that dude beating up the door was great. That dude beating up the door is fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic. But uh, no, I mean, it, it sucks for him. I think what yeah. makes it worse, honestly, is is not just not just that that's a gut wrenching, awful, crappy way to lose. It's the reality that Robbie Gould, all right? Oh, yes. Understand that this, since the Bears cut <laughs> Robbie Gould, they've missed 19 field goals, mm-hmm. and he's missed three. 82 of 85, right? 82. Oh, look, look eight, he's 82 of 85. Wow. I mean, the Bears kickers that, have gone. A, yeah, Bears kickers have gone a cumulative sixty for seventy nine over the last three years. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I mean that that sucks. Yeah, you know, and he he was a good kicker. He was a very Chicago kicker, and I'm a big believer that some stadiums are just they're tough on kickers, man. And mm-hmm. if you, if you have a guy that can play in your elements, your weather, and the wind, and all the whatever funky variables you have. Dude, why? Was that worth saving a little bit of money? I don't think so. And you wonder why the Colts still re-signed Benetieri when he's 46. (laughs) Consistency. Exactly. Well, until he pops his hammy like sea bass, just keep bringing him back in, man. Hey, Benetieri's in shape, though. Yeah. 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 The goat stays in shape. He ain't... Eating the hot dogs and drinking the beer all the time, like he's not, he's, he's not kicking, kicking beer cans through the uprights. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> By the way, do you, Terry stays in shape. Do you think that that foul mouth Bears fan railing on Cody Parkey is related to this guy? They drafted who? <laughs> who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker! Who the fuck is this kid? Oh, Chris Apps Przingis, that's who that kid was. But you know that dude. They do have the F word in their vocabulary. Yeah, so we been. They have that in common. Yeah, we yeah. bet. A we bet. A we bet. But anyway, ah, oh, what a deal. And and lastly, Mark, I'll leave you with this because I'm uh, not that we wax very political, but I, I did love this one, and I know I shared it in the chat, but I'm going to read it because it still makes me laugh. Uh, Alabama Clemson. And it said the last thing to spank Alabama this hard was the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Oh. And I, when I saw that, I forget who had it. I don't know if it was NFL memes. I forget who had it. When I saw that, I about fell out my chair. I'm like, that is just, that is ruthless, savage. And so, I mean, tw- Twitter is just, I mean, the amount of trolling that goes on and that's so efficient and so quick these days. So dude, fun to watch. Though. I mean, it, it, it's a hoot. You better, you better have it. 
You better have yeah. a good sense of humor, man. You love sports. You better have a good sense of humor, bro. <laughs> hey, uh, for Mark goes, uh, salute a clock real quick. All right. Um, Absolutely. Well, we'll do two salute a clock, Shannon. Okay. While, while Mark is here, I'm enjoying a Wild Wolf Primal Instinct IPA. Very good. I'm a super big fan. Hopefully, I can find some more cans of this. If not, I mean, we can make a trip out west, bro, and get you a growler or two. We can't. Well, you it, know what? You actually, Shannon, for for uh, me getting the Browns thing right, you you owe me some Wild Wolf beer. How about that? Final instinct. Yeah, none of this peeber BS. Said I ain't getting you that shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it done, bro. All right, there we go. What you got, uh, Shannon? I was Round rolling one. with the uh, Founders Better Half. Nice. And it's 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 heavy. It's 10-11%. So, yeah, it's it's nice. It's really tasty. We like really tasty. Mark, what you got, bro? I'm going, going classic with some uh, some yingling. That is a classic. That's a Philly beer. You know that. <laughs> I do. Oh, I do. Did, you, okay. did you hear about the uh, Philly brewery that now has the Double Doink IPA? Oh, That's... Gosh. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm not surprised. See, Mark, this is what always happens, bro. I know. It's my, all right. <laughs> my fa- one of my favorite things is a Chicago brewery building a goalpost. Goose Island. And I, Island. I've had, yeah, and I've had some really good Goose Island beers. But Goose Island built a goalpost, and they basically said that anyone that can kick a 43-yard field goal gets free beer for a year. <laughs> I love this I would thread. try, but I would fail. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even want to know how far I can kick it. Maybe I, fifteen yards. I have no idea. But if if I'm a college student, like if I'm a college kicker, I'm like, yo, it's on. I'm rolling up there. I'm kicking that damn thing. You get <laughs> yeah. free beer for a year. I'm there, dude. But hell it, yeah, dude. Yeah, good a little, little soccer, soccer players should be showing up. Oh, hell know, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, but it, they tweeted out. They said, "Deep breath." We think we're finally okay about talking about the game. A lot of armchair kickers on here. Is, I like the armchair kickers on here saying that they could hit the field goal, which we find doubtful. You're gonna sit there on your throne of potato chips and vape pens <laughs> and, cri- <laughs> and criticize this dude's athleticism. Get real. So you know what we're gonna do? Build a dang field goal post in the middle of the street outside of our brewery, and all you pro athletes can come out and prove us wrong. This weekend during normal taproom hours, we'll have a chance for you to show off your kicking skills. Hit the 43-yard field goal, and you'll win beer for a year and eternal glory. Because Goose Island, man, I might have to pick up a sixer and just rock a salute o'clock to that one because that was fantastic. That's that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I know know I've had some Goose Island before. I can't remember what it was, but it was good. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's oh, I got some Goose Island Bourbon County in the fridge, man. I I can't break that out now because I'll be destroyed <laughs> by morning. But <laughs> another yeah. night. They're Cody Parking. That's right. 43 yards. El snap. Le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, fallo. Oh. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. You can't break that out, Shannon. You can't do it. No, señor. It's like you and tequila, it's like you and tequila, dude. No, señor, los hijos se van con la victoria. Ah!
And I swear, and I swear, and I swear, no, see, the, I swear to you, dude. Ever since I, they had the stun Pokemon meme, kind of, or a stun Pikachu meme, kind of made the rounds a few yes. weeks ago, I feel like I see that all the time in football with the coaches yep. and the players, like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, stun Pikachu <laughs> everywhere. It's hilarious. No, senor! No, senor! Chicago! Chicago! No vamos para New Orleans! Philadelphia got a partido! Le dio un poste! You too can suck an SAP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, I, I, I'm guessing E is not one of the fans that sent uh, Cody Parkey money on Venmo, though. Maybe uh, no. Piskarowski may have. He's, a, he's an Eagles fan. He might have dropped a, you, you know, because they were doing, they were sending money to Cody, Cody Parkey on Venmo, and they said like, here's an icon of a beer, and like, it's on me, man. Thanks, <laughs> like eight bucks and ten bucks. That's cold, yo. That's cold. That's funny. That's probably a better use of. Uh, well, no, I won't say that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, it is. It's it probably, is. It's probably, I know where you're going yeah, with yeah, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess they can just maybe they can. You know, there, there's always folding laundry with Stormy Daniels. I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on that note, all right, Mark. <laughs> all right, Mark. Go get some rest. <laughs> we'll, See you, Mark. We'll get hey, you a little it. bit later. <laughs> I'll see you fools this weekend. Um, Sounds good. Looking forward, looking, looking forward to it. Uh, beers and sports and yes, all sir. that stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, Captain, game, game watching at your place uh, Saturday afternoon. Should I come by for the uh, early game up and up until when we got to leave? Uh, yeah, we're doing. Uh, Think we're, so. Yeah, I mean, we're. I'm gonna take. Uh, we got a babysitter. Com- uh, babysitter coming. I'm taking taking Sarah out for uh, dinner. Uh, it's my wife's fortieth. Happy birthday, Schmo. Thanks for putting up with me, man. <laughs> I can't believe we've been together for like a quarter of our lives now. That's really strange. That's outstanding. It's That's so awesome. It's so weird to think that. But sure. um, anywho, yeah, we're taking her out. We have uh, reservations about six forty-five at a place in Scott's Edition called Perch, which uh, mm. ho- hopefully is good. Apparently, it's near Three Knot, so we'll see how that pans out. That's probably one of the fun. They seemed really nice. Uh, reviews look pretty good, and the the. And looking at the menu, they had some really neat stuff on their menu, so we're hoping that's good. And then we're um, either going to end up at uh, I think it's Hof Garden. We might end up at Bingo, which is an old bingo. It's a brewery, and a uh, brewery at an old bingo hall, but they have a nice. kitchen. So unlike a lot of the places in Scott's Edition, they they have a kitchen, so they're open later. Because nice. a lot of the standalone breweries, it's not that they close early, but they don't they can't stay open as late because they don't serve. Yep, Bingo doesn't have that problem. Nice. So we'll see, but yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm certainly intending on watching football, and I oh. would imagine wherever we end up, um, we'll have games on. Would hope. Right. I mean, although I can't be like, sorry, Sarah, I'm not taking you di- to dinner. I gotta watch the end of this game. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for your fortieth, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and Cody Parkey date night and double doink my way out of here so I can watch football games. That's why they make that, DVR, bro. Yeah, that's right. Oh, there's no way we're going to be able to DVR the games and keep any anything secret oh, out. Of, of there's course. no way. No, but That's not happening. No. Well, I mean, you can go back and re- look yeah, and see I, how I things transpired, but still. No, absolutely I, I'm not. just hoping like, wherever we end up that it's just on somewhere. I'm sure it'll be on the background, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, 
I mean, let's be honest. By the time I get there, I'll either be real in a really good mood or I'll be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway, all right, Mark, we we'll get some rest. I'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend, man. It's going to be yeah. fun. Oh, absolutely. Y'all. Most most definitely. We'll see you all, all Saturday. We'll be talking to you. All right, sounds see good, man. Go get some rest. Looking forward to it, dude. See you in a couple days, bro. Absolutely. Good night, folks. All right. Late. Late. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, then we'll come back and uh, finish wrapping up a couple of thoughts as far as the divisional round wild card, and we'll shut this bad boy down. We'll be back in just a few, man. All right, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Sans D-Stat, we're going. This is like full old school classic, man. It's just me and Shannon. Yeah, it's originals, man. I know. OGs. The OG sports brew action, man. Look at that. Good times, man. Good times. Anyway, well, so long as nobody's pinching off a loaf, nobody's rocking any farmer alls or any of that junk, uh, we're okay. The farmer alls. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think uh, I think Maurice Jones Drew was still playing when we dropped that blast. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> that's how you know you're going back a little bit, but uh, that's okay. Well, I will tell you what, man, let's uh, let's do a quick uh, wild card weekend rewind. And uh, I think that one of the things we have to lead off with, quite frankly, you're the Colts fan. Yeah. So let's spend a little time with uh, Colts Texans. Not so much about the game per se. I, I don't know that you know. I mean, that really felt like watching that game i mean it just it felt like it was the colts and i i don't i really don't think the final score is indicative of what what the colts really did to them um and it's just it's strange to me because i really like Deshaun watson but it's so odd to me that and he's he's been so good in big games in his collegiate career certainly and it's so odd to me that the the texans playoff failure really continues I mean, th- yeah. they just, they have such a, people like to talk about the Chiefs having struggles in the playoffs. Dude, the Texans, man, playoffs oh, yeah. are not kind to them. It's really a strange thing. I think they had one of the best run defenses in the league. And what did Marlon Mack have? About almost a buck 50? <laughs> buck, buck 48. Buck Colts 48. put up 200. Yeah, I mean, just, just filthy. And, you know, keep in mind, the Colts have won 10 of their last 11, which is absolutely tremendous. Uh, I'm not saying everything's been pretty along the way, and you can make an argument about strength of schedule. That's fine. You know, you can only play who's in front of you. The thing is, the progression of that team from the beginning of the year to where they're at now with their offensive line, with their defensive line, with their run game, with Andrew Luck, uh, you really can see a lot of that stuff. So we can laugh about T.Y. Hilton wearing the clown mask, which, by the way, was really funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wearing the clown mask, that cracked me up. But, I mean, they, they went down there and they delivered, dude. You know, um, Luck, Luck bombed out to T.Y. Hilton in the first quarter, set up a, a short touchdown pass to Eric Ebron. It's, it's still amazing to me how much different he seems to be. And some people think it's a fraud. But, I mean, it's just a whole different player in Indy than he was in Detroit. It's just amazing to me. I think um, Andrew Luck throws to the tight end and Matthew Stafford doesn't. I think it's just that simple. I, I I think he's a good tight end. I mean, he does all the things necessary. He's gone to the Pro Bowl. I mean, you tell me. He's caught more touchdown passes in one season at Indy than he caught in his entire career at Detroit. That, that's so freaking bananas. So bananas. He's a first-round pick. I know. I mean, it's not – I mean, that's on Stafford. I get it. He's got a big arm. He throws to the receivers. Uh and by the way, 
Yeah. Cal- Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, and Eric Ebron. And you you, you got into the playoffs, but you didn't do anything. I no, mean, come did, on, dude. Did a big bunch of nada. Well, mm-hmm. that's very Detroit, isn't it? That's, that's uh Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> but look, uh, in, it, you know, in between some of some of the long balls to Hilton and Marlon Mack popping off with some nice runs, you know, they go up fourteen to nothing. The Colts even mix in some D. They picked off Deshaun Watson, and you know, in the second quarter, you know, the Colts were still airing it out. They had some nice chunk plays to, uh, uh, I think, is Inman, um, yeah. including the eighteen yard touchdown throw. They went up twenty one to nothing, and. Uh, you know, it's just it, it just really felt like their game, and you know sometimes the score doesn't tell you the whole story. It's just like stats don't always tell you the whole story uh, right. of a game. The Texans just uh, you know the Colts did a good job of getting defensive pressure on Watson. I think that was the first pick he had thrown. I want to say since like week ten or something. Two hundred um, some odd attempts. Yeah, yeah, a pretty big stretch, and you know the Texans had done a good job of keeping him pretty clean, but. You know, he didn't have a good day. I mean, it felt like he did, you know, uh, not not to drop McNabb last on him, but he did bounce a lot of balls off the dirt. He did have some tough throws, and some of that's a credit to the defense, and some of that's he just he didn't have a good day. That throw, he was, um, yeah, he was he was very inaccurate in this game. Yeah, uh, something you don't expect from. I mean, it's his second year; he's coming off the ACL. I'll cut him some slack on that front. I mean, he sure. I mean, he got him to the playoffs and all that. Next year, I think will be a, a a better year for him. Look, but you lost Fuller to an injury. You lost Thomas to an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopkins had an AC joint sprained, and he wasn't feeling great. So, I mean, that's that that's, that's tough, tough sledding in, as it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean Hopkins played through it, but I mean the Colts were so balanced: mm-hmm. two twenty-two passing, two hundred rushing. You know, Luck had the one pick where you know he just. The the uh, JJ Watt got his hands in the air mm-hmm. and uh, he got picked off by one of the other linemen. I mean, it, quite frankly, if that doesn't get picked off, that's it's either twenty four or twenty eight at that point. Yeah, because they were in plus territory and they were almost in the red zone. And uh, you know, it was it was a it was do- total domination. It that's that's you know. If the NFL didn't want ratings, it would have been twenty-one zero. But they counted the <laughs> touchdown uh, by the so Kuti, I believe was his name. Hey, look when when one of the biggest you know reactions to the game has nothing to do with the game, but has to do with an alternate Twitter account and ESPN like screwing stuff up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> thought playing Dixie was a good idea. <laughs> I was dying when they played that. Like, come on. What, what's their guys? next? You know what they ought to have? They ought to have a graphic for um, Marlon Mack doing a juke move, and they, and they should totally rock this song and call it the Jukes of Hazard. Nice. What do you think? Can they do that? The Jukes. Uh, of- maybe. Maybe. Although they did rock. And for these that they did rock Return of the Mac during the broadcast. Nice. Look at that. Look at that. Of course, ESPN uh, did apologize for that. Uh, whether or not they needed to, uh, I'll leave that to interpretation. I, um, I, I felt that that's a little it's, it, butt, butt hurt alert in a way. Well, it is. It is. 
the the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account is themed as if <laughs> as if he's like civil in the Civil War. Absolutely. You know, and that's and, the point. That's I, the point. I, I think what happens in a case like that is people that don't they don't have the contacts or they're not familiar with that account. They're looking at this and they're going, "Why the hell is Andrew Luck?" You know, and they they had a mis a mismatch of Confederate and Union uniforms. You know, it's a weird thing to parody. It's a parody account, and they were trying to parody a parody account, which a lot of people may not be familiar with. And then you drop that in, and uh, you know, it, it probably would have blown over and they just left it alone. But out of context, what? it's one of those things you're like, "What?" <laughs> what well, a lot of people aren't that intelligent; they wouldn't understand it. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's just how it is. I, I, when they played Dixie, <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh." Because I knew someone somebody, was going somebody, somewhere. Somebody's going to be butthurt, dude. Somebody's going to be butthurt. was going to yeah. come out. It's, and, it's a parody oh. account, y'all. It's a par- It's a parody of a parody account. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Justin, just uh. just be prepared. I mean, those people, seriously, just, just, just let it go. Just let it go. Bro. Bro. Like, for real. They seriously. Need, they need to, though. I know you're gonna drop that on me. There's just, it's unavoidable. You know, Sh- I, Shannon and the Let It Go, man. I don't even know it's where you it's ESPN, that. man. If you had a band, that's what it would be. You would be Shannon and the Let It Goes. <laughs> that's what you would by, be. By the way, props to the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> oh, for, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. I know. <laughs> what are they, With what are, the rap played the, at the Bucks this week, the the PA people, I guess after a Toronto tur- turnover, broke out the Kawhi laugh. Nice, <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. And you're right, I'd forgot about that. That that's fantastic. Uh, side note: How was it that Wendy's on National Roast Day should they have come back out since Clemson roasted Alabama and just done just done a bonus roast? I kind of think they should have. They should have done a bonus roast for that. I mean, I see them advertised all the time on college football. So, yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. Uh, some some of the roasts were fantastic, incidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, you, it, it's easier if you read than it is to do it this way. So, I'm just going to read a couple of my favorites to you. Uh, Butterfinger said, come at us. And so Wendy said, "Sorry, sorry for always trading you for something better on Halloween." <laughs> <laughs> Orida Potatoes said, oh, "Hey, w- at Wendy's, hit us with your best tot." Hashtag National Roast Day. Wendy's response: The freezer burn you collect when everyone forgets about you isn't enough. <laughs> 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 oh, the Columbus Blue Jacket said, "Hi, friends." And Wendy's responded, "Hey, pals, is it weird to be friends with somebody with so many cups?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Peanut. All right, at Wendy's, roast this nut. Wendy's response: Congratulations on being the worst part of trail mix. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh man, I mean, some some of them were so some of them were just so good, man. Uh, they really do have a. I don't know how many people. Whoever are, runs that yeah. is brilliant. 
I don't I don't know how many people are involved with it, uh, but fantastic, absolutely fantastic, yes. very 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 funny, uh, very funny. And then right. regular regular people, uh, you know, tweeted at him too. For, I I totally meant to. Next year when there's National Roast Day, we have to at Wendy's and see if they'll give us some kind of grief. They may not, but on the off chance that we actually get a, a National Roast Day from at Wendy's, I think it would be totally worth it. Uh, I do like this one. Just a regular user said, uh, bring it at Wendy's, hashtag roast me. And they just wrote back to the dude. They said, looks like you got hired after a mix-up on bring your child to work day. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just shut it down, man. <laughs> just, just shut it down, dude. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty fantastic. You know what else was fantastic? Sadden, we'll get back to sports. Like, you know what else was great? So police in Western Australia confirmed that they sent multiple officers to an emergency call that turned out to be a screaming man with a fear of spiders, right? <laughs> so people heard this guy yelling, why don't you die? And they were like, what is going on? So they called the police. This dude is trying to kill a spider. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, police spoke with all parties who advised that husband had only been trying to kill a spider and apologized for the inconvenience to police. No injuries cited except to spider. No further police involvement required. That's so you know, that's so Australia. Although to be fair, in Australia it feels like you know that, that spider's probably like five like, feet long yeah, and he's probably the know. size of like your hand. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. By the way, I've got a great dad joke for you. Mm. What you got? So so the and it involves a spider. Uh, so the wife is like, "Hey, I need you to take this spider out." Mm-hmm. So the spider and I went out for breakfast, and uh, turns out he's a good web developer. <laughs> Dad joke, yes, I know. We'll see if that joke has legs. It. <laughs> 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 Thank you for saving me there. You're welcome. Oh, that's good. Oh, context, man. Context, man. We're dads. It, it happens. I you know. know. That, that that's what it is, dude. That I I enjoy dad jokes. Uh, I don't know how long my kids will enjoy dad jokes, <laughs> but I enjoy dad jokes. I like puns I dro- and I like dad jokes. So I dropped that one on my kids tonight, and I didn't even get a like a smile. Nothing. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, well, I've got an almost teenager and a eleven year old. So, bro, yeah. bro, let me tell you what, man. Logan's four. He threw a tantrum so bad in the tub. We, were, we gave him a bath, and he did not want to get out of the tub. And I was like, I told Sarah, I'm like, f it, drain the tub. So I pulled the <laughs> the drain stopper out. This kid won't get out. He's just having a tantrum so bad in the tub. I was like, what are you, an Alabama fan? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, roll cried roll cried anyway (laughs) pull the plug we'll do it live (laughs) f it we'll do it live uh circling back to the culture quick a couple of things that I, i do think again i think i really believe it's important to recognize the job that they've done you know assembling talent rebuilding the roster getting andrew luck right and just rallying around Frank Reich. Yeah. Um, you know, and they obviously have, have drafted some good young talent. But, you, you know, Frank Reich was talking about the defense, for example. And he said, 
quote, you hear people say we don't have a bunch of Pro Bowl defensive players, a big-name player. I don't know about that. All, all I know is we have good players. But I tell you, if you don't know who Darius Leonard is, after uh, you uh, will. You, you will. You may not know him yet, but you will. Um, the other thing that's really important to, uh, to understand, and, and this makes a big difference, if we're talking about uh, you know, Dabo and, and Saban, certainly at the collegiate level, uh, we certainly talk about you know Belichick and situational football and the importance of coaching. I mean, look, look at how, how the crash and burn in Green Bay with, with – uh, I was, getting, I was getting ready to say Holmgren. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I went that far. But <laughs> but with McCarthy, you know, when things go wrong with your coach, man, it, it's problematic, right? Yeah. And, you know, certainly the Colts had, you know, the rug pulled out from them a, a little bit with, oh, my God, I, I, why can't I think of dude? Josh McDaniels. Uh, uh, but, I mean, you know, realistically, how much better off are they? When, granted, we don't, have, we don't get to compare the outcomes both ways. But clearly, right. what Frank Reich has done is tremendous. What the organization has done um, post Andrew Luck injury, uh, and really, you know, changing the nature of their front office, and then drafting young talent and rebuilding that team, and him getting right, you know, this is a different attitude. It's a, it's a different it's, it's a different organization. It's a different attitude. It's a different team, and it's clear to me that they rally around Frank Reich. They rally around that guy. Okay. Absolutely, and and let me let me make this point real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that I think it's worked out that you got the right coach. Yes. However, McDaniel's did do us a solid, mm-hmm. and he had Matt Eberflus. Efer Eberflus. That's a tough I name, dude. It is, See, especially when you're drinking fast, a lot. Bro. Um, <laughs> uh, he hired him as a defensive coordinator from Dallas. And he's got, and that man has gotten that defense turned around uh, after that one and five start. Mm-hmm. You know, they were giving up thirty, and then now they're just giving up sixteen. So, while the McDaniel's hiring didn't pan out, he did hire our defensive coordinator. And when Frank Wright came on board, See? I think the whole thing was, "Hey, we're not going to like let this dude go just because yeah. he's not your guy." But it's worked out great because, I mean, even uh, he's getting head coaching inquiries right now. He's not going to get a head coaching position, but he's getting inquiries. Say that name again for me one more time. Dude, I got to look at the name. One one more time. One more time. Come on. Give it to me. Matt Eberfluss. I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. That's for Whitfield, not me. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. Can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Eber, fuck it. <laughs> was that the president tonight on on air? Yeah. Was that, was that what that was? Maybe. (laughs) Distinct possibility, man. Distinct possibility. Oh, my Uh, God. Before we get too drunk into the night. That uh, never happens. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. And we'll move on from the Colts game. Let's go to Seahawks, Cowboys. Alan Hearns, dude. Oh, Get well. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, well, of course. Of course. Get well. You know, I'm watching the game. We had some neighbors come over. They were like, hey, do you want to watch the games? And we're like, Mm -hmm. sure. 
you know, so we order some pizzas and things like that. And we're sitting there watching the game, and I see Hearns on the ground, face down, and I see his foot faced up, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh my god!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, his foot!" And everybody's like, "Oh shit!" And then they showed the replay, and you're like, "Oh yeah." They only showed it once, because like, thank it, God, it, if you're if you're watching it live, like I'm like. Yo, dude, that 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 dude's leg does not look right. And then they showed the replay, like, and you're like, <laughs> it was like the UCF quarterback. I mean, it was so bad. Yeah. Oh, one 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 replay was all you needed of that one. And no, honestly, that's it. you probably didn't even need that. All you had to see was him laying on the ground, face down, and his foot was like the toes yeah. were up, face like the that's wrong how, way, bro. That, that's how bad his leg was. It was ugly. I mean. It was brutal. Side note, uh, Seattle's loss ended a a run. They had a streak of non-straight victories in playoff openers. Wow. That was the longest streak in NFL history. Wow. I did not know that. Uh Uh Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. And, you know, um, I'm not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination. And we've certainly laughed at their misery. I have. But I need something. We all have. I mean, I need something. I mean, Lord knows the Redskins are killing me, and, and the Packers are a dumpster fire right now. So I need something to laugh at, and usually the Cowboys give me some entertainment. But that being said, I you know, I like Dak. I certainly like Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I think their defense is good. Van Der Esch is I – mean, what, a, what a great find for them, given Sean – I mean, Sean Lee's a great player too, but he doesn't stay on field. Uh, but, what a great draft pick, by the way. Oh, yeah. But – Whatever it is you think of Dak, that guy has really been very clutch in big moments, man. Uh, fun factoid, Dak Prescott is the first Cowboys quarterback to have a rush and a pass touchdown in the same playoff game. That's amazing. That, that's a hell of a stat. I, I would have thought Staubach would have had one. But... I know. Well, there's so much history there. There's right. so much history. You, wouldn't, you certainly wouldn't think that uh, was the case, but... You know, the Se- the Seahawks, I mean, obviously the, the Janikowski injury is a big deal. I mean, he missed the kick, you know, that that's part of it. And then the injury is part of it. So that certainly shapes how Seattle has to approach a lot of things. I still don't understand why Seattle was – I know they've been a run-heavy team. I totally get that. But it just – it seems to me that they played to Dallas's strengths instead of playing to their weaknesses, and I don't understand that. That part is strange. And, and they came out and defended, you know – Schottenheimer and the OC and their play calling, but it's like, yeah, it, when they threw it, they they had nice opportunities. They moved the ball. I mean, there were times they just they looked like they were running into a brick wall. I mean, it just it was strange to me um, that they didn't modify and adjust in game. And I think it's fair criticism. Now, look, did they overachieve this year? Yes, they did. Absolutely. Yes, they did. They to me, they could have won that game. I did not like their approach. Uh, I don't know if it changes the final outcome, but I, I really would have liked to have seen them put more of that on Russell Wilson and Lockett and Baldwin um, and, and just attack some of the weaknesses as, as opposed to running right into the strength of, of Dallas. That, that just seemed I'm, odd to me. I don't know. But, I'm telling you, dude, if I'm going to lose that game, I'd rather Russell Wilson lose it than uh, running straight into a brick wall. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's and that's the way I felt about it during the game. I, yeah. You know, I, I think they tried to stay balanced, but at some point, you got to let Russell Wilson do his thing. But they weren't balanced; they were run imbalanced. 
I mean, usually you, you, you criticize teams for being passing heavy, uh, but there's right. a point you're so run heavy. If you can't throw, right, if you're the Ravens, you're run heavy because you have to be. If right. you're the Seahawks, they were run heavy because it worked for them, but when it doesn't work for them, but you've got a guy that can throw and you've got receivers that, that can legitimately make plays for you, why are you not entrusting that part of your offense to step up? That's where it's really strange to me. And I, I think Seattle did themselves a disservice. Maybe Dallas wins that game either way. They may. I mean, again, you don't get to play it again. Once you're done, you're done. But in an elimination game, dude, don't take it don't take it out of Russell Wilson's hands. No. I mean, you gotta empty just, the chamber. Yeah. And not, I, that's what Tony Romo was saying on the uh Falcons Chargers game, but we'll get to that in a moment. But and we've said it here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Empty the chamber. Empty the chamber, like, dude. If, if it's do or die, empty the chamber. Empty the chamber. Throw the kitchen sink. Do what you got to do. You know. If you lay it all out there and you lose, so be it. You but, tip your cap and yeah, you move on. You tip your cap and you move on, man. But if if you know that you left a lot on the table by design, by play calling, by execution, then. Yeah, that's, you, t- that's tough to live that, with. That's a, that's a tough way to go. And, um, you know, Dallas has really morphed and developed into a, a better team than I expected over the course of the season. Um, Dak Prescott, by the way, I, I, I love this in the post game. I'm, I'm assuming you saw it, but if you did, I'm going to play it for you. And it was Ezekiel Elliott on Dak Prescott in the post game interview. What were you thinking when you saw him take off? Uh, simple. He's a grown ass man. That's what it is. Uh, that, that's how he played today, and he, he led us to this win. Grown ass man. That run. That- Oh, I think was it was third. It was, it was third and fourteen, dude. It's third and fourteen when when Dak Prescott's. You know, I, I think that was a quarterback draw. I think that was a quarterback draw. It was third and fourteen from the um, seventeen quarterback draw. But I mean, by the time he he's booking and then he stretches out, he's got a twist and a flip. Yeah, he doesn't stick to landing, but that's okay. It's not USA Gymnastics. But he got him down to the goal line, and then he finished it off with with, with the rushing touchdown to, to put him up twenty four fourteen. That play was crazy, and I, I thought back to when he did that against the Redskins. You know what I mean? Kind of that yeah. really clutch, really clutch big-time run. Look, he, they had a couple of nice plays to Cooper. Obviously, you know, Zeke. I think Zeke's phenomenal. I'm a little concerned that Dallas might run him into the ground and run him into oblivion, but... They have to. They probably don't have to worry about that yet, but it's it's at some point, you need to shed some carries and some touches off of him. Uh, but that being said, this is really about what Zeke did, or excuse me, what uh, Prescott did in some big moments. He had some big throws when it really mattered. He had some real quality runs when it really mattered. Um, kudos to him for that. You know, it, it pains me to say it, but uh, I hear you. I hear you, dude. You know, and, it does. You know, when when I saw him make the play, it just look. I'm not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, a whole new level of respect. You know, when you're laying it on the line and you do that, you get upended like that and mm-hmm. you, you don't know. But, hey, it wins you the game. I'll tip my cap to you, you know. And he he played his ass off in that he game. Did. I mean, he he played a really good game, 22 of uh, 33 for 226, uh, touchdown and a pick. And, of course, uh, six rushes for 29 yards and the touchdown. But Zeke... You know, I, I really, 
I'm really liking the decision in week 17 of Mm -hmm. Jason Garrett playing Dak but resting Zeke at this point. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you're going to win these playoff games, Zeke's got to get a minimum of 20. If I can get him 25 carries, there's a pretty good chance we're going to win that game. So, real quick look ahead to the Rams. Like, they've got a good defensive line, but they just don't stop the run. They're too busy trying to rush the passer. So, I mean, that plays right into Dallas's hands. So, L.A., while you may want to, quote-unquote, rush the passer, stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane, lane keep Zeke in check. Well, the Rams' defense, you know, I, I still think is going to be their undoing. I really thought the defense would be better, and I don't know if, if some of that is – players that break off their assignments or, or whatever it is, however you explain it. Uh, they, they didn't live up to the billing, quite capable, and certainly have made some flashy, splashy plays. But in this case, man, I, again, I, I think that I think the crowd's going to be maybe not neutral, maybe not pro-cowboy, but not far away from it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I, th- I think Dallas will have – Probably forty percent in that crowd. I think that's very, very easy for them to do. Uh, very easy for that to happen. I mean, yeah. Los Angeles is a city where they have a lot of options. You know, they've got the Lakers, they got the Clippers, they got the beach, they've got restaurants, they've got Hollywood. You know, there's a lot of things to do on a Saturday night in Los Angeles. Not everybody's going to go watch the Rams, but so the Cowboys fans will be like, oh, let me get that ticket. Let's roll. Well, once it was confirmed that it was the Cowboys, I think ticket prices nearly doubled I'm on like sure the secondary did. market. Yeah. So, I mean, there's people that are going, I'm going to make some dough, yo. I'm going to sell these things, man. And um, the Cowboys fans will pay that they'll, money they'll to go watch them. So, uh, a couple of rando fun factoids. Again, you know, statistics can tell you a lot of things, but they don't tell you the whole game. But sometimes they're just interesting. Okay. So in this particular case, Pro Football Reference goes back to 1994 on this particular stat, which is it's passer rating when tied or trailing by eight points or fewer in the fourth quarter or overtime. That's a mouthful. <clears throat> but since 1994, Dak Prescott leads the league in career passer rating when tied or trailing by eight points or fewer in the fourth quarter or overtime, he has a 109.7 passer rating. Look, I know it's no QBR. I know it's no QBR. It's no BSE either. There's no BSE either. Leading all quarterbacks who have at least 100 attempts when tied or trailing by one score in the fourth quarter or overtime. Again, Dak Prescott's is 109.7. Nobody else is above 100. Andrew Who's Luck. Second. Andrew Luck is 97.7. And again, this goes back to 1994. It's not just this year. Tony okay. Romo is 95.4. Russell Wilson's 93.8. Ben Roethlisberger is 93.3. And Drew Brees is 92.4. Again, stats can mean a lot of different things. But, you know, in that context, you can knock Prescott for a lot of things. And he's still obviously maturing and growing. He's, a, he's still a young player. But part of that is the belief that <clears throat> if it's a close game, that you know that relationship between Zeke and Prescott, they can run it, and Dak's going to sell out 
you know what I mean, to try to win the game, try to help them win the yeah. game. And uh, that's there. I think that matters quite a bit, especially when your teammates believe in you. So if it gets late and it's tight, do you trust Goff more or do you trust Dak more? I trust Sean McVay and I trust Todd Gurley. I don't trust Goff yet. You get what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear um, you. I don't love the Cowboys secondary. I think their linebackers and their line are pretty good. I don't know how this game's going to play out, obviously. Uh, I'd like to think the Rams will take care of business. But I think the Cowboys, if they play their game the way that they can on both sides of the ball, I think they match up and they're going to give the Rams problems. And if golf has a bad game or an average game or a mediocre game, he sure they better sure as hell hope that Todd Gurley is, is just an absolute machine out there. Mm-hmm. And the thing the thing you gotta remember with the Cowboys <clears throat> is their their lateral speed from the linebackers, man, they close real fast, man. So yep. it's not like Gurley's the likelihood that Gurley just flat out pops off to the outside and is gone is really low. You know what I mean? Real, or pops through pops through the middle. Uh, I mean those linebackers they're gonna be in all likelihood, under Rashard, they're gonna be in good position. Well, isn't Sean Lee healthy? Isn't yes. he playing in these games? He's healthy. So you got Banderesh and Sean Lee? I yeah. mean, it's it's gonna be tough, tough sledding there. Maybe they play him at the same time. Entirely possible. Um uh, but the Rams are gonna have their hands full. You know, I, I would like to take the I really would like to take the Rams. But there's just a part of me that thinks Dallas Dallas is gonna pull this off, man. Unfortunately, as I told one of my workers, that's a big Cowboys fan. I said, unfortunately, I think you guys might win this thing. (laughs) You know, I mean, the 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 minus seven LA is almost like a gift Mm -hmm. if you're better. I mean, probably. That feels like a gift. Like, uh, what was it? Houston? It was Houston plus three and or minus three. Excuse me. And I was like, oh, that's a gift. I would take well, Indianapolis. I think the Rams are more explosive. I do think that. But <laughs> notice the shift, at least in Wild Card Weekend, in the late part of the season. Notice the shift to defense. Notice the shift to run game. Notice the, you know what I mean? The vibe and the feel of a lot of these games and a lot of these teams shifted. And I, yeah. you know, and as explosive as the Rams may be, still no Cooper Cup. Obviously problematic. Golf had a couple of really ugly games. And now, granted, Sean McVay, because of his time with the Redskins, he's clearly familiar with the Cowboys. So maybe that's a little feather in their cap. Maybe. But uh, I, I think Dallas has a great <laughs> shot to pull this off. Certainly to cover. Because, you know, you play to cover the game. <laughs> you play to cover the spread. But I I won't be surprised in any capacity if Dallas just just beats them. I want to take the Rams, I really do. But I, I think the Cowboys might uh, might pull this off, man. It wouldn't shock me either mm-hmm. way on this game. It, it honestly wouldn't. Mm-mm. And I think the Cowboys covered the seven easily. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how it turns out. Yeah. You know what? Screw it. I'll take Dallas to win the game. Look at you, dude. Understand this. Defense and running game. Think of what happened with the Ravens against the Chargers. All right. 
And don't forget that the best running team, the team that ran the most, for all the gloss we've given the Ravens over the past chunk of time with Lamar Jackson in, and they've been fantastic on the ground. Nobody ran more than Seattle. Yep. Nobody. You know what the Seahawks did against Dallas? <clears throat> 24 carries for 73 yards. And outside of one Rashad Penny run, <clears throat> Seattle was 23 for 45. Yikes. Just saying. I hear you, but I mean, Mr. T- Cooper. I know. Hanging with Mr. Cooper has changed everything for mm-hmm. Dallas. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, the other thing is, is Dallas is a good running team. And here's another one of these little interesting fun factoids. And this is where, you know, maybe a bit of a problem for the Rams, who, again, I think are, they just spend too much time trying to rush the passer, dude. Which, if you're up on somebody, works out great. If you're behind or it's a close game or you're playing a team that can is willing to and is quite capable of running and that also does play action really well, which Dallas does, uh, that's not conducive. I mean, you know what I mean? To, to success, you better figure that out. That or you better you better be so fast to get hats on those guys and helmets on them. But uh, it, here's that number. Okay. So during the season, the Cowboys posted a passer rating of 112.6. Against play action passes, that's the sixth worst rate in the league. And Russell Wilson, and again, this ties back to what I don't understand about Seattle, man. Wilson was nine of ten on play action for 109 yards and a passer rating of 117.1. Why didn't they do more? Why didn't you do more? Okay, good question. But good question. Okay, if (laughs) if there's an offense you don't want to face and you struggle with play action, it's it's the Rams, right? Okay, I'm changing my pick to the Rams. No, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. So the the Rams oh. went with a play fake on more than 35% of their dropbacks this season. It's the highest rate in football, okay? And McVay's team, the Rams, were 6 in yards per attempt and 7th in passer rating when they ran play fakes. All right? I don't know, man. I just... I don't know either. Interesting matchup. Mm. I don't know. Although, that, the Cowboys, that's, although that's, to, be, to be fair, the Cowboys did give up 35 points to the Giants with no Odell Beckham. <laughs> this is true. This so, is very true. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows? What well, you know? That's what. That's why they play the games, man. That's yes, why they play the game. Where we at? Um, All right. Real quick. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go back to the Colts, Colts and Chiefs, real quick, so we can move on to the uh, other games. Mm-hmm. Homer pick. I'm gonna take my Colts. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But you can make a Homer pick. It's okay, man. The problem. I'm having with this pick is is that the Colts play a zone defense, zone coverage. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes against zone coverage is 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Oh my he goodness! He has he has carved up zone defense. So that that's making it tough for me, but mm-hmm. you know. I will I will homer pick it. I'll probably throw four on the game and pick them, which is the least amount I can throw on it. <laughs> you know, just because. And then, let me real, real quick. Uh, let me go ahead and go with Randy's picks as well, just so we can get his picks in here as well. All right, what are Randy's picks, man? Uh, he's got Colts over the uh, Chiefs by slim margin. Okay, he says going to be a point explosion of a game. But Phil, the Colts' D, hey now, is better than the Chiefs, and it will boil down to who makes the fewest mistakes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he will take the Rams over the Cowboys. Will be Zeke and Gurley's show, but feel the Rams D will get enough pressure on Dak to force him into too many mistakes. Okay, that will cost them the game. Uh, he will take the Chargers over the Patriots. Wow. Bucking trends of a Bama loss. This is the Chargers game to lose as the Patriots haven't been a very sharp team all year. About that. And even though healthier, they don't have the D to slow down the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And he will take the Saints over the Eagles. Time for the Saints defense to shut down Foles and for Breeze to get one step closer to the Super Bowl. Saints should be rested and healthier going to this game. You can't count the Eagles out but I believe the magic in Big D Nick will fade in this game. <laughs> oh, Big Dig Nick. There you go. All right. So let's go to... If, if, if Big Dick Nick shows up large and in charge, can we call it Mardikra? Oh. I'd say that's a mouthful, but that's a dangerous statement if we're talking about Big, <laughs> big... <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's a dangerous statement. That's, that's a bold statement. That, that's, a, right that's, a, that's a that's a that's a that's a loaded statement, sir. That's a Easy, lo- man. that's a loaded statement, sir. <laughs> loaded. Anyway, sorry uh, for, sorry for that. Off the rails. When, I haven't even made all, made all of our picks yet. All right, sorry. Gracious. All right, lowered. All right. So, who do you like, uh, Colts Chiefs wise? Oh, man. Look, I, I think the Colts are a great story. Um, Lux obviously playing some pretty fantastic football. Uh, and I know, you know, playoff history over the last quarter century hasn't been particularly kind to Kansas City and Kansas City, or just Kansas City in general in the playoffs. But this is not Alex Smith. It's not Marty Schottenheimer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you, um, it, it, It's a different beast. But what, what I think, the, if the Colts are smart, you know, look, understand, again, it, we've talked about this a couple of times with Alabama and Clemson um, and certainly with Seattle and Dallas. Why are you pl- – don't play to your opponent's strength, right? Play to right. their weakness. And, you know, people like to knock the Chiefs' defense. Not that the, the Chiefs' defense is statistically phenomenal, but their defense isn't garbage. you got to understand that they've been up big on a lot of teams. So, at some point, what do you want other teams to do? burn clock so what do you let them do move the ball you know yeah. what i mean because you want you, you want the game over so from a pass rushing standpoint kansas city is good where they're weak is is as far as dealing with the run so if marlon mack and the run game and the colts offensive line are legit number one do yourself a favor keep your defense fresh and keep patrick mahomes off the damn field uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean so, yep. to me, this is very much what – this is what's great about this. What's great about this is the Colts need to do to the Chiefs what the Patriots used to do to the damn Colts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is keep it keep – Isn't it amazing how, like, the script has flipped over the years? It's not keep it away from Peyton. It's keep it away from Mahomes. Yep. Keep it away That's from exactly Mahomes. exactly how it is. Yeah, which is bananas. Um, I don't know that there's a banner for that, but uh, I'm sure that they can make one if need be. I'm sure. But look, the, the last time the Chiefs won a home playoff game is '93. They're one in the t- they're one and ten in the playoffs since the start of 1994, and they're 0-6 at home. Again, this is a different team. Yeah, some guy it's named diff- Montana won that game. Yeah. Oh man, God, they were so good. I'm, I have an SI somewhere with I want to say it was Montana. 
there were three players on that cover. Was it Christian Okoye? Christian Okoye and Derek Thomas, right? I don't think it was Derek Thomas, bro. It was Montana, Marcus. I think it was Marcus Allen. Oh, Marcus Allen was Joe, on those teams, too. Uh, Holy I think, crap. I think it was Marcus Allen, Joe Montana, and, and was Christian it, Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare. Was it? Maybe it was okay, but maybe it was Neil Smith. Was that the DE? Maybe. I don't know. See, now I got to look it up. Oh my lord! Sports Illustrated, Joe Montana, Marcus Allen, Chiefs cover. Who else was on that cover? Oh, I don't even know if I can find that one. My gosh, that's that's an old school. Yeah, that's okay. I don't I don't know that we can find that, but uh, it was definitely Allen and Montana. I don't remember who the third person was on there. I'm thinking it was a defensive player, but uh, not critical, not critical in the grand scheme of things because we're not talking right. about 93. We're talking about 2019. I still can't believe it's 2019, dude. Uh, that's weird. Because <laughs> next year, I mean, Barbara Barbara Walters has to be has on to. someone's has to. New Year's Eve show, right? Has to. It's 2020. 2020. I mean, well, we gotta get through ni- 2019 we'll, first. We'll get we'll get through it. Look, I, we can talk about Andy Reid and his clock management. We can talk about a lot of things, but you know, look, here's the deal. I, I think the Colts have a great opportunity. I think they're a very very balanced team. I think they're a very complete team. I don't think they're intimidated by squat. I think they're all you know Andrew Luck's Confederate slash Union slash Civil War <laughs> Dixie playing parody Twitter account. Thanks, ESPN. I, I think they can go down there and win. A lot of this, to me, comes down to what kind of Chiefs team are we seeing? Look, they're not the same. <laughs> Losing Kareem Hunt. They're, they're essentially down to their third-string running back. And he's done a great job. Damian Williams has filled in admirably. Spencer Ware isn't quite right. But you know they miss. Oh, Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt. I don't think they've been as explosive and as consistent post Kareem Hunt, but Damian. Hey, Williams, don't for, don't forget, Justin. Don't be a hunt. It's Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Don't be a hunt. It's Christmas. But I, you know, I mean, it, they're not scrubs. But I, I, you do have to wonder if you know teams start to figure things out. They get better at, at defending. You know, at, whether it's adjustments, whether it's, it's criticisms of Andy Reid, whether whatever it is, they slow down a little bit. And the Colts do have a, a solid defense. I, I, you know, I don't know. Again, I think the Colts can go down there and win, um, but I, I think it's more probable and more likely that the Chiefs win at home. Um, I, and a lot of that is really kudos to the offense, and then how that defense is able to approach and go after Indianapolis. Uh, right. If, if I think it, I think there's one other thing there, and it's it's the Colts O line. Oh yeah. If they can, I mean, if you can get. You know, you're not going to get 200 yards again, I don't think, in a playoff game. But unlikely, you can Boy. milk. We, we were talking about earlier. You milk that clock, keep Mahomes on the sideline, and get six and sevens rather than threes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Luck was second in the league with touchdown passes. It's just Mahomes dropped 50. Luck at 39. So it's not like the Colts can't throw touchdowns. Well, do you remember? Do you remember Week Sixteen? Who beat the Chiefs? Uh, I believe it was San Diego or L.A. Right? Mm-mm, it was the Seahawks. 
Oh, the Seahawks. Okay. Do you, know, do you know? Do you want to guess how many times they ran the ball against the Chiefs? I'm going to say at least thirty. Forty-three. Okay. They ran that ball forty-three times, two hundred ten yards, two touchdowns. That's what they did. That's about what the Colts need to do. Yeah. If it's a pure shootout, if it's a pure shootout, I gotta take. I gotta take the Chiefs. Yeah, and and the Colts don't want that. You don't no. want. No. You don't want to get in a uh, shootout with Mahomes. I mean, again, the thing is, the Chiefs have a good pass rush. I'm not saying they have a good defense, but they do have a good pass rush. Correct. Okay. That they couple, do have. A uh, couple guys on that line got 10-plus sacks, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Jones and, um, oh, God, what's his name? Anyway. Well, the, it, drunk, the drunkenness is hit. It's, it's okay. Think about this. Everybody, you know, a lot of people love the Bears' defense, okay? The Bears sacked opposing quarterbacks 7.3% of the time, pressured those same passers on about 30% of their dropbacks, okay? The Chiefs, all right, they sacked opposing quarterbacks 7.4% of the, percent of the plays and pressured them 31.1% of the time. Wow. So... We can knock them for the defense, and I think most of us look at it and we go, eh, I don't think their defense is great. But what they do well is rush the passer. So, again, how do you attack them? So I'm very curious to see how, how the Colts attack the Chiefs. I think they can win. My lean, however, is to take the Chiefs at home because of the offense. Um, maybe the Colts prove me wrong. Um, but on some level, I think I'm kind of pulling for Mahomes. Uh, and for Andy Reid, maybe a smidge, but uh, you I, bite your tongue. I know you. But maybe Andy Reid will have one of those weird Lindy-approved clock management problems, and somehow the Colts steal this thing away from him. But uh, you know, he'll maybe, run the seven-minute offense when he's down by twenty-one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know Colts got to play their strengths, man. Um, and I think they better be able to pound the rock. And I, I, I really do believe that keeping it out of Kansas City's hands on offense is a good idea. So they should do the keep away from Peyton, except that it's keep away from Mahomes. And I'm going to say this right now. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins the coin toss in that game, take the ball. Don't Take defer. the ball, Don't get defer. the lead, play with the lead. There you go. Look at that. And that, and that, you know, that goes for Kansas City and Indy, both teams. In the last two weeks, Indy has gotten up 14-0 on both teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they got up on uh, te- the Texans 21-0. Mm-hmm. Like, they've gotten that lead, and neither team was able to recover. Well, even if, I they think get this, up, even if they get up 21 on Kansas City, you're not they, they, they can't let off on that one. Uh, no, there's a whole different animal. Too dangerous. Like, you you can't let off the pedal if you're on Kansas City. Nope. Like Mm-mm. you got to be like Clemson and shut the door. No, Tyreek Hill and you know Damian Williams has done a good job. I mean, is he Kareem Hunt? No, but he's done a very good job. Correct. Um, Kelsey yes. is is ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot of and Sammy Watkins uh, sounds like he's going to be good to go. And there's just too many weapons, and Mahomes is just he just makes incredible plays. So I'm going to go ahead. Since you're taking the Colts, I'll just do this just to do it. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs so we have a rooting interest that we can, you know, foo about. <laughs> okay? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> going to do it. Besides, right. besides, if somehow we end up with Colts, you know, Patriots again, I mean. I mean, if that happens, <laughs> we got to have Lindy on the next podcast. We might. 
<laughs> I mean, regardless of Side the out- note. Uh, outcome, we probably have Lindy on the next yeah, podcast. Probably. So uh, Rando side note, just for fun. Uh, only eight players have played in more than 25 postseason games in NFL history. Do you know who two of them are? Vinatieri and Brady. Tom Brady's played in 38, Vinatieri 32. Crazy. Bill Romanowski's on that list, by the way, with 26. Wow. Yeah. Larry Cole, I don't, I'd, I'd have to look him up. DD Lewis, I'd have to look him up. Peyton Manning, Jerry Rice. And Steven Goskowski's on there with 26. That makes sense. Uh-huh. I mean, he's been there since 06. Has he really? God. He he got to the Patriots the same time Vinatieri signed with the Colts. I know. It's just It just doesn't feel like it's that long ago. Yeah. Doesn't feel like it's 06, that long. dude. Yeah, I know. 12, 12 years. It's a long time, bro. It's a long time. Long wow. time. All right. Uh, all right. So you're taking Colts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers, Patriots. Whew. Uh, keep in mind that New England has won eight straight home playoff games. Uh, also, random fun factoid. This is the oldest combined age for a postseason quarterback matchup ever. Nice. 78 years and 198 days. <laughs> Probably also the most kids combined, but yeah. that's neither, neither uh, well, here nor there. <laughs> well, that was here and there. That's how you end up with that many kids. Um, I do love the note that uh, Bill Belichick reminded his players to recover loose footballs. Here's looking at you, Eagles and Bears. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. It sounds like the, the Chargers have activated Hunter Henry, so I'm curious how much we see him. Um, but, I, you know, I will, <laughs> I'm just saying. Brother, I just, you know, what? I thought about this earlier today, uh-huh. and I'm like, you know what? If the Chargers win and the Chiefs win and the Chiefs sustain an injury at linebacker and they sign Derek Johnson and then you get the Derek Johnson, Hunter Henry stuff and then Stephen uh, A looks like a prophet. Wouldn't it be hilarious? <laughs> be, that would be so great. He was accurate. You're like, all right, dude, you're time traveling. What's going yeah, he on? He is time traveling. I'm hoping for a good game. And, uh, you know, we've we've joked around about San Diego. Or, uh, the Chargers, er, the LA Chargers being our dark horse. Dude, I'm telling you, man, I watch all the time. I'm watching people on TV and they go to San Diego. I'm like, no, it's LA. I still do it. I, th- I hear you, dude. I hear you. The Chargers. You just got to go to the Chargers. The Chargers. Rivers rage face the Chargers. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, Here's the thing. We've joked around about... God bless. I almost did it again. We've joked around about the Chargers being our dark horse. But understand that Tom Brady is 7-0 and all-time versus Rivers, including the playoffs. Okay? And look, it's not Rivers v. Brady. Okay? That's not really what it is. It's the team versus the team. But there is something to be said for having never beaten them. And there's something to be said for having to go to Foxborough in in the cold <laughs> and yeah. beat them. Granted, the the Chargers. I'm not even going to mention City. The Chargers are, I believe, eight and one on the road. I okay. thought they were undefeated on the road, but maybe. Yeah, well, double check that. I thought they had lost one. I thought they were. Let eight me look. One. Yeah, double, double check that for me. I thought they were eight and one on the road, and that they were totally undefeated. But either way, to go to, go to Foxborough in the playoffs, that's a big deal, man. Uh, you got some history. I love uh, Rivers' you know, enthusiasm about the whole thing, talking about you're, it. You're right. They lost to the uh, Rams there you go. in the same city. 
technically. See, uh, well, yeah, yeah. So it almost was a home game, right? So, so they I may mean, as well be undefeated. Depends on how you want to look at it. They're undefeated outside of L.A. Correct. Outside that. of California, outside they of California, lost a road man. game. Haven't lost a game. Haven't lost a road game. Look at that. But, uh, you know, I love Rivers. He's like, oh, man, look, uh, you know, I'm not playing Tom by any means, but it's special to go to New England to go against a Hall of Fame coach and arguably the best quarterback ever to play. Yeah. Wait, 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 kiss up, bro. Uh, Am I excited to get another shot at them? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, it's special. Just like I always told you, we look over and it's Peyton Manning on on, on the other side. I'm not playing those guys, but I have a great deal of respect. I'm a fan of those guys. So to get an opportunity to go against them 11 years after we had that opportunity in the 2007 season, yeah, it's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, I like to set up. I, I think San Diego can beat New England. I, I just I don't know. What LA. Kind of, did, I, did I say San Diego? God yes. bless. I think the Chargers. <laughs> I, dude, I can't. I cannot get that out of my freaking brain, bro. <laughs> I just can't. It's it's amazing that it still happens. <laughs> it happens I, to me all I the know. time. I think the Chargers I think the Chargers <laughs> can win this game. Okay? I I do. But it's gonna be predicated on Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, what kind of scheme they have on defense. And look, I, I do I if I had to throw a probability down, I think it's more likely that New England wins us at home. I do. They had an extra Let, week. Let's be honest. Justin. They had an extra week to prepare. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's a lot to ask. There's the mystique. They've done it. They should be hey. well coached. They be, they should be in a good position to succeed. But what I don't know is who replaces Josh Gordon. That, what that's is, the thing. What is Gronk going to look like? You know, what kind of defense are the Chargers going to bring? Is that is right. that Chargers pass rush going to be up in in Tom Brady's grill? You know, can he get that ball out of there to somebody, anybody, Edelman? You know, James White, somebody. Uh-oh. You know, what, what? what's the Patriots' approach going to be? Look, Belichick, You said yeah. balls. It's not on, on the Cincinnati, but Belichick's going to have them ready. But I, I'm still I'm worried about replacing Gordon and Gronk's health. And if they get past the Chargers, uh, I think New England's going to have their hands full with either Indy or the Chiefs. I really yeah. do. So yeah, it's here's the thing. Like the the Patriots, like you said earlier, are eight and zero in their last eight playoff home games. That would be eight and zero. Eight plus zero is eight. Wait also, Wait this math. season they were eight and zero at home. Mm-hmm. So I mean, everything at this point, <laughs> playoff home games, home games this season mm-hmm. points to New England. Gordon didn't look great last game. You know, he he didn't look healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see Rivers get to a Super Bowl. I uh, would. I, it would be a great story. It would, it would be, be a great, be a great story. story. And even if I wasn't picking them, even if they messed up my pick them and my NFL playoff fantasy challenge, I don't care, dude. I would totally be happy for the Chargers. And how weird would it be that they leave San Diego and, and go to L.A. and they won the and, and they win the Super Bowl. It'd be how, ridiculous. I mean, how pissed off would San Diego fans be? Oh, freaking just ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, Russell Okung, by the way, thinks that thinks that there's a little bit of a conspiracy from the league. You know, 
because uh, uh, it, well, it happened a couple of times, but it did happen in that Ravens game late. Remember, uh, Melvin Gordon popped off for what should have been essentially a game ceiling first down, and they flagged Okung for holding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that wasn't the that wasn't the only time that's happened to them. You know, this year. So whether or not that's true, I don't know. But well, now that's been brought to the forefront. Hey man, probably... yeah, holding happens on every on every play, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll take the Patriots. Um, God knows, I don't want to because they've they no, they've won I'm, enough I'm, in I'm my lifetime. This. Yeah, they're, I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on the Colts. I mean, this, this, I am torn on three of these games. Mm. I am 100% sure on the Saints and Eagles game, but the other three games I am torn on. Yeah. Look, I, um, but I, I'll, t- I'll take the Patriots. Just, mm-hmm. you know, your eight, no last fun. eight playoff games. You're eight, no this year. I think you'll get it done. Well, all good things must come to an end. Right, has to. So true. Uh, maybe that's the case. The Chargers, if you know Melvin Gordon is is you know eighty ninety percent mostly right. You know the defense is on point. I think the Chargers have to play like an A plus A A plus game to win, and I think the Patriots yeah. can probably win, win with like a B plus. You know what I mean? The Chargers really have to step up and really play big time. That's an opinion. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. I'm okay either way. I don't have a problem with the Patriots win. I think it's a better story if the Chargers win, quite frankly. I, I just do. Uh, and I think most people would rather see the Chargers win. Can you imagine, and maybe Lindy posted this. Actually, I think he did. Can you imagine if it was Cowboys-Patriots in the Super Bowl? How much people would want to oh. barf? <laughs> It'd be hilarious. I don't know. I, I just... I'm hard I don't even know if I could watch that game. Oh, uh, we'd watch it. I'm hard pressed. I'm hard pressed to pick against the Patriots. I really, I really want to take the Chargers. I just don't know that I can. That that's that's the same. You know what I mean? Here. I, I really, really, really want to take San Diego, but I mean, it, it's if it was. God bless. I called him San Diego. L.A. Man. I know. I really, really, really want to take the char. I really want to take the Chargers, man. I really want to take the Powder Blues. I really want to take the Junior Seals. Mm. Oh God! I really want to take them. I I do. I just if they were at home, not San Diego, but L.A. If they were at home, they'd uh, be better off in San Diego. Probably they would be better off in San Diego. I, I think I could, but I, I just the history and I don't know, man. I, I just I'm not going to bet against the Patriots in this one. I might. It's. I'm probably yeah. going to bet against the Patriots in the in if they get past the Chargers, I will probably bet against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. But I don't think I can bet against them yet. Again, you you got to do what Clemson did to Alabama, which is curb stomp the crap out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you got to do. Finish it. You got to finish it. And I I'm, I'm concerned about the Chargers flat out finishing somebody. <laughs> God bless. I'm watch before this podcast is over. I'm gonna call him San Diego at least one more time. I'm telling you, bro. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Eagles and Saints. Oh, side note, by the way, just 
because the Chargers were so willing, and it, obviously playing Baltimore and that limited offense um, versus playing Tom Brady and Belichick and the rest of the Patriots, big difference. Uh, but understand again that you know the Chargers, they were willing to take the risk. They utilized seven defensive backs on 58 of their 59 defensive snaps against the Ravens, okay? They used seven defensive backs 50 times in the regular season, which is like 5%. Huge difference. They were willing to roll the dice. And I think the Chargers, if they're going to win in New England, they have to be aggressive like that. I'm not saying they got to play that same defense. What I am saying is that they better scheme it right, execute it right, and be willing to throw whatever they can at the Patriots. So you're saying they have to be like the Patriots, who will do the same thing to the Chargers. Yes. And the Patriots' track record is much better than San L.A.'s. Okay, much, much better. By the way, about right. maybe about maybe right. you'll laugh at this, maybe you won't. I saw somebody call uh, Lamar Jackson Lamar Tebow, and then one other person got pissed at him and said, that comparison to Tebow is unfair. Tebow won his playoff game. And, oh, I, oh. and I laughed. I was like, dude, that's so, that's so vicious, man. That's so vicious. Oh, my God. It is true, though. It is It is it, true. It, it, it is, is true. true. It is true. It is true. Anyway. Did they did they tweet that at Pittsburgh just to remind them? <laughs> Maybe they've been golfing for a couple of weeks. Who cares? <laughs> oh man! All right. Oh, well, by the way, congratulations, uh, Juju, on replacing your teammate Antonio Brown in yes. the Pro Bowl. Team MVP. Team MVP. Pro yeah. Bowl player. Boy, if if AB wasn't salty before. Maybe maybe hmm. Antonio Brown should tweet at Wendy's on National Roast Day and see what they have for him. I mean, when you're the first person to get revealed as the mass singer, I mean, yeah, that's, he, that's what it. What was he, the hippo? The hippo with sunglasses or something? Uh, it was something. Whatever. Anywho, um, all right, well, let's let's shift gears. Let's get to uh, Eagles and Saints. We need, we need to start wrapping up and getting out of here. We've uh, exceeded our allotted time again. Shocker. Yeah. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lay it out for you. Yeah. If you want to go in depth, you can, but I'm just going to say it now. Uh-huh. New Orleans massacres Philly. Really, not a good game. You think they? You think they flat out whoop them? It is the second ass whooping in the Superdome in New Orleans after what happened last year in the playoffs. Like if that, if what happened, the Minneapolis miracle doesn't happen last year. I don't Uh think what is going to happen happens. But I think the focus. And the desire of New Orleans to right the wrong from last season. Okay. All right. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Will basically keep them focused and on task. And I mean, it's a, depending on where you look at it, it's eight or nine points. I think New Orleans covers that Mm -hmm. easily. Uh, you know, maybe 17, 20 points. Uh, they're not going to win by 41 again. That That's just, that's not going to happen. But the Saints put up 546 yards on them in that 48 yeah. 7 beatdown. The, they may put 446 on them in this game, but they, they ain't going to put 500 on them in this game. But yeah, I, I just, after what happened last year and being home. You will be that determined. Sean Payton, Drew Brees, a bye week, an extra week to prepare. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And bank it. Just bank it. I'm not going to put it past Philadelphia to somehow win this damn game with Foles. But if I had to play percentages, I'm taking New Orleans. Particularly given the context of the playoff letdown and heartbreak last year. They have unfinished business, as they say. Correct. And they're too veteran. And they, you know what I mean? That That's too veteran of a team with Breeze. Um, they're not going to, you know, I don't think they'll misplay their hand. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll waste the moment. It got stolen from them last year, and kudos to Minnesota. Kudos to Minnesota for that, the Minneapolis miracle. The Saints have unfinished business. Yeah. And uh, I, I know that there was a slowdown, a, a very clear slowdown in their offensive production over the back half of the season, but their defense ramped up. In Week 17, who cares? That You know, that they weren't trying for anything in Week 17, so throw that out the window. If New Orleans plays their A game at home in the Dome, they win. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just will not write off Philadelphia. That team rallies around Foles, plays better with Foles, executes. I mean, they, they make big plays. They make they make clutch plays. Their defense plays better. They actually call the Chargers by the right franchise, you know, city name. Unlike me, <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's how good they are. You know, but, but there's something to be said for the magi- the magic and the mystique and the attitude and the belief. It goes a long way, and uh, I, I just I think I think the Eagles can do it, but they're going to need a fin- they're going to need an incredible game in all three phases, and the Saints are just going to have to they have to lay an egg. They're capable of that. I mean, you know the ca- the Cowboys took it to them pretty good. We didn't see that one coming, so it, it's just hard to think that between Breeze, Kamara, Ingram, any other number of people I'm missing. That they can't cook, you know, cook up something to really give uh, the Eagles some fits. And I mean, you saw Trubisky and the Bears just kind of double moving Philly all over the place late in the game, moving the ball. Look, dude, you, the, you don't, dub, the double moves. It was roasting them. You you don't you don't think New Orleans and and Drew Brees and Sean Payton are ready for that? Oh my goodness, dude, they're gonna they're gonna eat that up. So. You know, certainly if it's a shootout, give me the Saints, of course. I, I think the Eagles have to keep it close. <laughs> but here's the thing about Philadelphia. They won't be scared. They won't be intimidated. They won't freak out if they get down. You know what I mean? They're just That team's not going to not gonna care. They're going to play hard. They're going to come at them. So New Orleans better be ready. A mild lean to the Saints, not by much, not by much. I'm not 50-50, but I'm pretty close. I kind of want to take Philadelphia – but some of that, I think, is the influence of the story and a little recency bias for the moment. But I, I think with Mahomes getting so much love and potentially being the MVP, I think Drew Brees has something to prove. I think the team has something to make up for from last year. Uh, they're at home. It is a good home field advantage. They can certainly be beaten in New Orleans. And Philadelphia is an odd team. You never know if they rise up, play big, play big to the moment. Maybe they do it. Maybe they do it, but uh, modeling towards taking the Saints. So, what are we missing? We did Chargers patch. We did Colts cheat. We did everybody, didn't we? We did everybody. Look at that. Whoa. That sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, man. Sport, sports brew, take the over. Yeah. Just saying. Sounds a little dirty. Oh, a uh, little RIP to Mean Gene. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely an RIP to Mean Gene. He was a classic, dude. He was a classic. Absolute classic. We'll raise a glass real quick to Mean Gene. That's way better than that random uh, female wrestler that was shoving a tampon on somebody's face. Oh, that was geez. not good. First and last time. But to, <laughs> to Mean Gene, I'm glad he didn't have to promo or anything with that debacle. Oh, God. Mm. But uh, Salute O'Clock Part 2, I'm enjoying the Flying Dog, the Truth <laughs> Imperial IPA. Mighty good. Nice. Mighty good. I am finishing up the Sam Adams Oktoberfests that are left in my fridge. See, Shannon, I can't believe you still have those, man. What's taking you so long? <sighs> Don't impress me, <laughs> What's taking you so long, bro? Trying to take my time and enjoy those, you know? It's usually in December. <laughs> Uh, dude, I, I I always enjoy the fall and winter beers, and yeah. uh, I got the uh, probably the last shipment of Oktoberfest at Costco, and been taking my f- fair share of time with those because I've been buying the winter beers, and of course, then I look down at the freshness date, and it's like Best by February, and I'm like, okay, I guess you I need to, go ahead and drink, need to go ahead and drink these now, yeah, so... Unless you have you Cher at your house helping you out with your beer, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to knock him out, dude. Knock him out. Get him hey. done, son. Hey, with that snowstorm coming, I'll, I'll I'll have him knocked out by next week. See, like a pro, dude. Like an absolute pro. So, look, Doug Peterson, you sure as hell better hope the Eagles are a different team. It is Foles. It's not Wentz. It's Foles. So, they legitimately are a different team. Uh, what you really mean is you want a different outcome. <laughs> um, but I, I wouldn't put it past them. I do not underestimate Philadelphia. The power of belief and a cohesive team that's very, very powerful in the world of sports, man. I hear you. Very I powerful. Hear. But I, uh, I feel like Breeze and the Saints have one more last huge, great push in them. Uh, and I think this is really, this to me, this is their year. If they get some fortuitous, er, favorable, er, beneficial calls along, not that that ever happens in the NFL. Ever. What? what? I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think NFL officials get a banner somewhere. Maybe not hung in Indianapolis, but somewhere <laughs> in the league, there's a banner for officiating. Uh, not, not in DC either. They, <laughs> the yellow face mask rule means there's no banner for beneficial officiating. But, um, Philadelphia is capable. I, I wouldn't discount them. And I still think it would be hilarious if we ended up with a Cowboys-Eagles NFC championship game. It would be a riot for all the crap we've given the NFC. Uh, look, <laughs> NFC, or, uh, the NFC East. NFC East won it last year, and it would be a hoot if they won it again this year. Although it would, it would pain me to have to enjoy that, whether it's the Eagles. And it would really suck if I had to like root for the Cowboys. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, I'm gonna drink. Oh, right you, now. you would die. I'm drinking right now. <laughs> Virginia would have to legalize recreational marijuana. <laughs> no, I'm just Rams, kidding. Saints. I'm just kidding. Ugh. That's, that, that's your pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um. All kidding. All kidding aside. Uh, my lane is the Saints, but it, it would be hilarious if it ended up being. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. Oh it would, it would just be fitting for how weird this year has been. <laughs> but uh, anyway, all right, there we go. I think we've covered everything we need to cover. 
We're good, dude. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. Uh, Shannon, are you telling me it's time? Yes. <laughs> throw it in, dude. It's it's almost 3 a.m., so yeah. it's time to throw it in. It is. All right. Whoa. That sounds kind of personal there, buddy. <laughs> hey. Dude, we're dads with kids, man. We need to get to sleep. Eh. Nah. Shannon, <laughs> look. We know how these sleepless nights go. I know you're going to be able to shake it off. That's right. That's right. No. Uh, look, man, as always, it's fun to catch up. Enjoy the football this weekend. I think we're in, in store for some really good divisional games. Although I was really high on the wild card. And for the most part... I think the only game that really let me down was Texans and and Colts. I mean, it was good. It was good for the Colts, so it didn't let me down in that regard. Uh, I thought the quality of the game was going to be a little bit better. I think I'm most fascinated by two teams, and that's, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, it's really the Patriots. I'm so curious to see what the Patriots look like, and I'm extra curious to see what the Chiefs look like. I have a good yeah. feeling for the Colts, but Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Home playoff game, weird history. First, first a, playoff this game a, for this Mahomes. A, this is a big one, dude. I, I love. You, I think Patrick Mahomes is absolutely incredible, but the playoffs is a new season, man. What happened in the regular season? That's great. That's how you got here, but that's Don't not. Matter. That's not being here. Yeah, that stuff's irrelevant. You know what I mean? It's a, other than your seed and how you got. It, that's done, man. And teams ramping up, players ramp. It's different. The postseason is just different. It's a different beast, man. So um, different beast, and we'll do it live. And we'll do it live. So I think the Colts are. I think the Colts are coming, and they're gonna. <laughs> I think the Colts are ready to unload the clip, as we like to say. You know what I'm saying? And the just the Chiefs better be ready. They're still my pick. They're still my lean, but they can't take that one lightly at all. Can't mess around. Can't mess around, dude. They better be ready. Ready to absolutely unload the clip and just go at it man anyway uh we are the sports brew as always you can find us on uh live sportscaster.com our home feed on podbean itunes stitcher radio any other number of little sites keywords are sports and brew or just look up uh sports brew man you gotta be curious yeah i'm curious that's right thanks rocky that's how uh, we roll one last time for alabama man how do you fuck that up how do you fuck that up? Don't! The <laughs> oh, hell with this. <laughs> oh, what do you think? <laughs> All right, man. Oh, Shannon, oh, it's good to get you up. Good to hang out. I'm going to go uh, pound this beer out, finish this bad boy off, and uh, rock and roll on out of here. Roger that, brother. We'll see you Saturday. Yes, sir. All right, sounds good, man. And uh, Sarah, happy birthday, man. I love you. Look, my yes. 40th last year was weird enough, but I can't believe we're doing Sarah's 40th. Ugh. It's amazing to me. 10 years, man, a quarter of our lives. Unreal. Thanks for putting up with my dumb ass. <laughs> <laughs> we did make some great looking. We, we did make some beautiful babies, though. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we're going to celebrate on your birthday, but let's not make a third. I mean, we can practice, but let's not actually make a third. <laughs> practice. We talk about we, practice. We talk about practice. We talk about not practice. The game. Yeah, we talk about practice, man. We talk about practice. <laughs> Virginia, Virginia urology, bro. I'm just saying. 
Go get the sniff and you can shoot blanks. I, I, I haven't hit. Well, I might be like Antonio Cromartie, bro. I don't know if you can trust that bad boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Todd and I will tell you, shooting blanks are the best. I want me some glory. I want me some glory. Yes, sir. Get off my ball. Get off my <laughs> Anyway, from, <laughs> from all of us to all of you, man. <laughs> from all of us to all of you, man. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. We will catch you next week. <laughs> the glory hole, baby. Yeah, the, the glory, glory hole, buddy. <laughs> or as, oh, my God. Or as Trevor Lawrence would say. <laughs> oh lordy oh. Mm. boy I tell you when we hit the dumpster fire we hit the dumpster fire don't we alright Dab- All right, look Dabo we take- can turn back time dude look, I, know. I know Dabo Dabo take us out man thank you Thank there you. There you go. We appreciate there you it. Go. Thank you. And th- <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Mm. Alabama grad, by the way. Say it again. Dabo was an Alabama grad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a wide receiver, right? Yeah. They showed highlights <laughs> of him playing. Oh. That's, one thing I, that's one thing I meant to say. He is the first. Let me see if I can scroll down and find it exactly. But I... He is the first, first, first. Oh, man, where is it? I know I have it written down. I want to be sure I have it right. But he is the first uh, uh, coach to beat his alma mater in a championship game. And he's done it twice. He's done it twice. I know I have it written somewhere. I can't find it, but just trust me. (laughs) <laughs> you can't find it in the 150,000 windows oh, here you, you have yeah. open. Yeah, Dabo was the only coach to beat his alma mater in a championship game two times, 2017 and now 2019. There you go. There it is. Done. Done. Which is why which is why he said, "Oh, I closed that." Oh well. Yeah, let it go. Um, no, he 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 had a line that says something like uh you know, I'm probably going to be taking off some Christmas card lists. <laughs> <laughs> Back home, obviously, in Alabama for sticking it to him. But look, anyway, oh, man, we're the Sports Brew. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, I don't know, have fun this week and enjoy the football, y'all. And we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll have some more stupidity and shenanigans and fun and obviously some more beer along the way. But from all of us, all of you, enjoy your night and uh, have a great weekend. Go Colts. Yes, sir. <laughs> they need a new banner, y'all. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you the flip side. Good night now. Late. Late.